Wow, I am in the Matrix. People can't really think this was a good film. But if he's in the Matrix, how would he know he's in the Matrix? Isn't that the point of the Matrix? He must have taken the red pill. We saw Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones back-to-back. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Both have fights on train top. Both a car chase with a small, unlikely car going downstairs. The only difference were the actors. Oh, boy. I don't know how I feel about this assessment. That's not. A, I don't like this comparison. Are AI writing the scripts now? That's Are? <laughs> that was a one-star review from IMDb. Hello, and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Andrew. Greetings. And Steven. Heidi Hody there. And is in this <laughs> the Heidi Ho guy. <laughs> and in this episode, we're reviewing the newest entry in the Mission Impossible franchise with Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Appendix 3 Glossary XB. Dot EXE. Forward slash GeoCities. Dot <laughs> Angel Fire. Yeah. Slash Homestead. Um, But before we get into our thoughts on that movie, you know, AI is all the hotness right now. We got, you know, Hollywood actors and writers are striking, partially because of AI and other stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, there's obviously a lot of other things, but AI is definitely on the docket for actors. And they're like, like the whole, like, perpetual license to use their image forever. Where it's like, oh, you're just going to have some creepy robot 50 years from now of me. (laughs) (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson, still Nick Fury. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And this movie obviously deals with AI, so I thought we could talk about some of our favorite uh, AI stories. Favorite sure. a strong yeah. word. <laughs> or some good stories or fun stories. Good's interesting. A strong, there we go. Entertaining. Entertaining, Entertaining stories about AI. An interesting concept. It is. So who wants to lead it up? I'll start it out because I don't want this one to get stolen. Because this is a classic. But we don't know what it is. So example. How can it be stolen? I think I know what it is. I was going to say AI. Steal. I know. <laughs> because I know that you like this movie. Yes. Uh, so 1968, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 2001, 2001. Space Odyssey. Yep. Yeah. By Arthur C. Clarke. Well, originally written by him right. as a short story. Open the bay door, Hal. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I can't do that. I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so when Dr. Bowman, or Dr. Dave Bowman, excuse me, uh, and Dr. Other- Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Name right. That sounds like a guy that writes a cannabis subscription prescription for no, no, no questions <laughs> asked. <laughs> I mean, see was, Dr. Day. Well, you need to get out of work today. I'm not terribly. You look stressed. I got you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, when Dr. Dave Bowman and other astronauts are sent on a mysterious mission, their ship's computer system, HAL, begins displaying increasingly strange behavior leading up to a tense showdown between man and machine that results in a mind-bending trek through space and time. Space and time. And this is, um, this is definitely one, or this is Arthur C. Clarke's probably most famous... Yeah, um, short story that he's done. He's a, a one of my favorite hard he's a sci-fi prolific yeah. sci-fi yes. writer, and he does a lot of really good short stories. My favorite is Rendezvous with Rama from him, but this is also a fantastic short story. And there's mm-hmm. a couple other ones that happen after it that you can go read, but this is definitely the best one by a wide margin. Yeah, and the thing that I like about this was the Hal is such a quintessential kind of like AI going against its its creators right, kind yeah. of thing and it's it's so um common in like pop culture at this point it's just right. a meme but the i love the like just the moments at the end where he's you know like the whole system is controlled by hal and there's nothing that that dave can actually do right beyond yeah. just like essentially like you know try and just destroy the ship yeah 
Well, and, and the scene when he's like unplugging the uh, the memory mm-hmm. bays and like Hal's voice starts <laughs> like, so, oh man, I, I don't. I, I always think of that movie not only because of the you know the story like yeah. with, with Hal and with you know everything else that's mm-hmm. going on in it, but just the visuals. Like it yeah. is one of my favorite Kubrick films in terms of like just pure like. Again, practical effects because mm-hmm. like this was nineteen sixty eight. You know they didn't have like oh like the big the big rotating. I was about to bring you up where yeah. she's walking with basically um uh, uh, uh velcro shoes. Oh yeah, 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 to yeah, like yeah. walk up around, which I thought was such a cool practical effect oh, way to do concept. it. Yeah. yeah, and um, there's something with the pen in that scene that I remember was very specific of like how they did it. How they did it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like 1968, this is such a, a phenomenal film that Kubrick did. Yeah. Uh, and on like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is the only Kubrick film I've ever seen. Oh really? Yeah. I've never seen, well, Clockwork Orange. Or no, I've seen Clockwork the Orange. Shining. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the Shining. Okay. Uh, but I don't like horror films. So. Cuckoo's Nest. Um, and then I didn't, I never seen Dr. Strangelove. Mm, that's a good oh, one. You that's a out. real good one. <laughs> 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 I think you'd like a lot of his stuff. No, I, um, I, I mean like, He's a great director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where I've just never really found my right. spot. Because every time I'm going to watch a Kubrick film, it's going to be Space Odyssey. But see, you've yeah. all, you've seen a lot of his work though, because you've watched footage of the moon landings. <laughs> oh, here here we go. Here goes Steven again. Oh, I got to get that in there where I can. Come on now. Oh man, I don't even want to. I don't even. No, I'm not even going to acknowledge. No, it. no, don't, don't even. Don't. 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 Don't give it air to breathe. <laughs> Smother it. Uh, Smother right. it like you love it with a pillow. Do right. you want me to go next? Oh, no, 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 no. Since he did Arthur C. Clarke, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the same vein, okay. but with a twist. With a twist. <laughs> with a twist. See Arthur Clarke, a different writer. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going with an adaptation, and I use that word incredibly loosely, okay. of Isaac Asimov's. Ooh. Oh. This is 2004's iRobot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> when oh, I say boy. adaptation, I use it in the loosest term well, possible. Yeah. So I remember whenever this movie came out, I actually mm-hmm. liked it. See, that's, that's why I brought it up, because I felt like I was entertained and enjoyed the yeah, film. Yeah, I think it's and, a fine and film. I get, like, I've I never get, seen it because it looked so bad. <laughs> uh, see, well, see, this is what I was going to ask y'all, because I haven't seen it lately, mm-hmm. and I'm curious, because it was nominated for, like, special awards mm-hmm. or special effects. Special effects, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm curious how well they hold up now. Probably not super Probably well. Probably not great. Because it's, it's in that middling, yeah. the middle of 2000s, the where it's like, we <laughs> yeah. use CGI, but we shouldn't have kind of well, thing. Well, I so, think it actually fit with this one, though. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, it's, it's, you know, I, again, I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember mm-hmm. seeing it in theaters and thinking, wow, so this is not the book because it's just yeah. kind of not, but the core concepts were good. The, the usage of the three laws and kind of the, uh, the, the log, the path of logic that AI can take from that to yeah. arrive to a essentially totalitarian dictator state well, of and, protect and, humans because yeah. humans make poor <laughs> irrational choices. We have to protect them from themselves. Yeah, kinda, yeah. yeah. Well, I think Will Smith has a great performance in this too oh yeah and you know what's funny is looking back and i didn't realize this at the time but uh sunny so the robot yeah it's played by alan tudyk mm-hmm. yeah i didn't i, I totally yeah. did not connect that voice at the time yeah. so this was the first movie that i like definitely remember and i'm sure it happened before this but like this was the first movie that i saw a trailer for it mm-hmm. in you know waiting in front of a different movie yeah and it gave away the entirety of the plot of the movie mm. so i felt no need to go see it. And then mm. like a month or two later after it came out, some of my friends went to see it 
And I was like, oh, yeah. And then the scene at the end when this happens and this happens and this happens, they're like, oh, you saw it? I go, no, that's all in the trailer. Yeah. So, and they I, were like, yeah, that's basically the movie. And I was like, that's why I didn't go see it. Because, yeah. like, the trailer showed everything. So th- this is this is a big problem. Sorry, I just have to get on my soapbox. He's so tall up box. there. Get down, Andrew. You're going <laughs> to hurt yourself. Modern, <laughs> modern movie trailers have mm. no idea how to actually, or studios have no idea how to make a new, a good trailer that, Te- that sells the film but doesn't actually give away Without anything. giving away either all they the do, jokes but it's rare. or it's all the rare. twists. Well, I mean, it's, it's the, the same, exception, not the rule. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing here with uh, with Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Mm-hmm. There were so many scenes in the in the trailers and all the behind-the-scenes stuff that they gave away that you, we've almost pretty much saw the whole film before we watched the movie. Yeah. And it's very frustrating because it's like, I want to be surprised and yeah. excited when I'm watching want, this, but I'm like, oh, hit. here comes the scene. Oh, here comes the scene. Yeah. So yeah. I had the same, not to get ahead of ourselves and yeah. talk about Dead Reckoning, but I had the same moment where I was like, feels like this movie is kind of winding down. I was like, no, this scene from the trailer hasn't happened yet. Exactly. Right. I, had yeah. that I was like, exactly. I wish I didn't have that thought. And it's so frustrating. Yeah, no, I, I think the, to, to, you know, peel back the veil a little bit here on marketing, right? I think that the problem modern marketers have for movies is that, like, people's attention span is so freaking short. It is. And they have to see the big... (gasps) You have to give them something in that trailer to even get them out to the theater. Mm-hmm. And like, so it's like an arms race of like, we have to show more. And like the, the I'm sure the production side is like, hold more back. The marketing side is we got to show so, more. So I'm really yeah. curious to see, not to get way ahead of ourselves, but mm-hmm. it's been kind of all in the news lately, but uh, Hayao Miyazaki's last film. Mm-hmm. I was about to bring this up. coming out. And there's just <laughs> we're all over the place. no trailer because it's just like, we're not getting, no, no trailer, no marketing. Away. Yeah. Yeah. One, Hey, you know, if, if you spend however many millions in budgeting, well, you just, if you can market on just the name of, of the studio of, yeah. and the director alone, mm-hmm. and you don't have to pay $50 million in advertising, right. what a cost saving. <laughs> yes, right? like, <laughs> what if it's the ultimate troll, though, and it's just like a farg f- farting for like, like two hours, and, and he's out. like, I got you. I didn't come out of retirement. It comes out, and it's Fools. just like the, the, like the sad, wah, 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 yeah. like little stick figures stumble around on the screen. <laughs> and it's just two hours of that. Or no, it's only five minutes long, and then it ends. Like, thanks for coming, and like, what? <laughs> you paid full price I, yeah, for this. Twelve dollars for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's his last like joke. Just, Take that. Just the, the credits roll at the end. The after credit scene is just Miyazaki giving everyone a finger. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm done. I'm out for real. <laughs> that would be great. I would almost oh. like that more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, any, like basically any. Get this could be an absolute masterpiece. But if we got that, I'd be like, yeah, it's worth it. What a takedown. What a, like people will be talking about this for decades. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So All right. Anyways, transitioning back, back, to, to back to AI. Back to, back to AI. Take the off ramp back onto AI Street. And I um, so it was entertaining. Yep. Mm. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. I actually kind of think about it. I kind of want to watch it just to see it again. Yeah. yeah. And be like, because like, so I don't need a twist or something like that in there. Yeah. I just want to see, I mean, one, it's not pe- what I would call peak Will Smith, but it's not far from peak Will Smith. So this, yeah. this came out before I Am Legend, I think. I believe yeah. so, yeah. And, and like, I think this was like, this was the film that really was like, ooh, he has some like, some really good spark here from like. Coming over from yes. the from the nineties into this and like yeah. ooh he still got it and then I am Legend having you're like ooh, ooh. yeah I am Legend I feel like I am Legend's issues were more with the writing than his performance uh, well, you know the same yeah. thing about I Robot because again the, right. the plot like there are a lot of complaints about the plot the trailer yeah. gave everything away it wasn't I, I do need to watch it again because this came on all the time on like TNT oh, it used to be on right. TV all the time yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're just like well I guess I'm here 
Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm pretty sure over the years I've absorbed the Most majority of, of the it, film yeah. through osmosis of just being in the room when, when TNT, when it's on or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've just never sat down and watched the entire thing. Yeah. Although I, I will say as someone who is allergic to you know, practically everything, <laughs> I, I have used his line more than once where he sneezes. Like, sorry, sorry. I'm allergic to BS. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've used wow. that line more than once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, including with just total strangers, because just why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if not, it. then when? Yeah, <laughs> well, I wasn't even like. If not, you know, who? Why? I wasn't yeah. even trying to be like if a not, jerk. Why? I just happened to sneeze, Where? and they were like, "Oh, are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, get in here. 2014. Uh oh. Mm. Ex Machina. Oh, I've okay. never seen this. I haven't seen. This oh, yet. you guys have not seen Ex Machina? No. no. Wow, fantastic performance by Oscar Isaac in this. Ooh, obviously. All right, you already, already sold yeah, me. I was going right. to say you already got me interested. So it uh, stars Alicia Vikander, Dom Hall Gleason, and Oscar Isaac. Um, it's basically so the plot summary is a young programmer is selected to participate in a groundbreaking experiment in synthetic intelligence by evaluating the human qualities of a highly advanced humanoid AI. Right. So okay. I've seen clips of this in reference to like the special effects work where they're yes. blending like the, the textured robot and, and human form. Or so whatever. Alicia Vikander, this was like her breakout yeah. English speaking role. And uh, she plays um, Ava, which is like this robot yeah. that like the back of her head is like missing. And like, you know, there's like parts yeah. of her are synthetic that and are they exposed. They did a really good. It's, it's one of those science fiction movies that's very contained. Like mm -hmm. it's like it all takes place pretty much like in a lab room in a lab. Yeah. So they like saved the budget there mm -hmm. and they really put it towards her special effects of like making it look realistic or whatever. And it's basically Oscar Isaac is uh, Nathan. He's this dude that's basically like a really eccentric genius who's created this AI. Mm -hmm. uh, Dom Hall Gleason plays Caleb, who's the, the researcher that gets the chance to come like, you know, do all this or whatever. Yeah. And then Alicia Vikander plays Ava. She's the AI. And like, it's this weird, like, almost love triangle forms not like in a like a, a love way but more like a he sees how advanced she is mm -hmm. and then oscar isaac is like half scared of her because of how good her ai is and yeah. then half like she's just something i made and like oscar isaac's going through a whole like nervous breakdown because of oh, what he's well, created he's good at this uh, yeah. oh yeah and so oscar <laughs> isaac is incredibly scary in some scenes in this movie mm. and incredibly like off-putting nice but like all three of them do a fantastic job and it's just a really good like reflection on like what is a soul what yeah. makes something what sentient makes you, what you makes know, you like, human yeah what makes you human you know and so like it's it's that dynamic of he's like she's a machine yeah Caleb's researching her like I don't know man I think she might be a person she's like I'm a person <laughs> well, and, um, and um, Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 yeah. touch on that too yeah. quite yeah. a bit yeah uh, which is a good honorable mention I think when we're talking about oh for AI sure and it's stuff if you like that story in Blade Runner that side of it mm -hmm. you would love Ex Machina and it's also okay. it was written and directed by Alex Garland and it's like shot really well mm. and again it's it's one of those like to me, and this is my like own personal thing. I know, like a lot of my favorite science fiction movies are like Moon, mm -hmm. like this, like ones mm -hmm. that are really, really small, small scale. Yeah. yeah, you can really dig into like well, one concept like super deep instead of it being like you got to have the action scene at the end and you got to have you know. Well, and that, I think that's why I really like Two Thousand One Space Odyssey. Yeah, because it is a very small, compact story where mm -hmm. you you only have like four characters right and yeah. when you don't really go like you don't go very far per se because it's just the 
basically the spaceship and the area around the spaceship. Yeah. Like, if this was made in a modern time, they'd be like, we're going to visit this planet, go to the space station. Yeah. They'd like, they yeah. be all over the place. They'd be introducing 50 new characters every and time. When you yeah. have, like, when you have a nice, small, compact story and set, I'd say, or, like, mm-hmm. location that you're shooting, yeah. it makes it a lot... Give, it makes you have to pull out emotions and performances from your actors yeah. and, well, make, and get creative. Right. Well, and, and you also, you don't have to spend so much time explaining to the audience where we are now or yeah. why we're there. You, right. All you have to do is just be like focused on this actor and be like, emote, like give yeah. me something. Yeah. And again, when you have Oscar Isaac and Donald right. Gleason yeah. and mm-hmm. Alicia Vikander and it's just them just going to, just putting on a master class yeah. in acting, like it's easy. It's an easy sell. You know? Oh man, I kind of have to watch this now. I, I really recommend it. If you, if you like science fiction and you like Oscar Isaac, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, you know, right. well, so I'm actually surprised sold. that no one picked the, um, the 1999 masterpiece of um, Smart House, the Disney Channel original. Well, I mean, it was too obvious. What was yeah. that? What was the that low-hanging pivot? fruit? I don't like that pivot. <laughs> I don't like that I don't, pivot I've at all. never heard these words in a sentence. What are, what are you talking the, about? The synopsis is, a boy tries to stop his father from dating by programming their computerized house to be a surrogate mother. Well, I mean, that's just every kid, though. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It was. It kind of edged on, like... Not horror, but I like can see it. Though it was very much like it's, the house, kind of like pushing into like a uh, either like, like the AI. I can't uh, allow you to do that. Yeah, like yeah. Like, like AI, like artificial intelligence <laughs> mm-hmm. film that I, I almost kind of thought about it, or like a yeah. Megan kind of thing. Like I'm mixing yeah. those. Yeah, very very similar to that. Yeah. But it, I just remember that like from the Disney Channel <laughs> the days. Disney Channel eras. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I thought about artificial intelligence, but I was just like I can't because all I can see is just I've never like, actually seen that. Oh, uh, so it's a uh, Haley Joel Sorry. Haley Joel Osment, mm-hmm. and like so he just doesn't blink as the the AI yeah. like the Ooh. robot, and so there's like a moment or two. Where, like, the mother just opens the door and he's just standing there staring. And she, like, freaks because I would also freak. <laughs> right. Of course, the, the child robot doesn't understand why. Like, yeah. Why am I, you know, different or whatever else? But at the same time, I would also be like, Bleh! Well, it's it's an interesting movie, too, because it's Kubrick's unfinished film. Mm. And then Spielberg finished it. Oh, yeah, because he yeah. passed away. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like you got all the Kubrick pre-production, mm-hmm. but all the Spielberg right. execution. Yeah. And Spielberg is not Kubrick in the, in the stylistic uh, at, at all. Yeah. So a lot yeah, of Kubrick fans kind of were very upset because yeah. Steven Spielberg did a Steven Spielberg movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's, a, it's, so it's contentious. It's, it's not a bad movie. It's, it's just it's like, very, it's kind of very slow and it feels, I think it is kind of long runtime wise, yeah. but it also feels really long in yeah. general yeah. because it's kind of, there's, there are moments where you're like, so is there something going to happen or like, <laughs> right there. It does drag in like a few okay. parts. Yeah. It's definitely a movie that like, I think if Kubrick had done it, it would have been a lot more stylized. Yeah, it also like, probably would have been a little more horrifying. It would have been more horrifying, level of horror, a lot more esoteric, and like yeah, the Spielberg version explains a couple things a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the Kubrick would have just been like. Figure it on, yeah, yeah. Figure it out, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, if you would like to hear us talk a little bit more about AI, yes. we have a Patreon <laughs> bonus episode going up, which is right now wild. Yeah, and again. Everyone at the $1 tier and above can get access to all of our bonus episodes. We did a bonus episode where we basically used chat GPT. So hot right now. It's so hot right now. To give us, generate basically names of different genres of movies, like Mm -hmm. an action movie. Romance movie. Romance movie. And then we 
basically write the basic plot and pick the cast for that movie, and it was off the rails. Turns it was out, ridiculous. Turns out we can write a good Wes Anderson film. We, yeah, <laughs> a compelling Wes yeah, Anderson yeah. film. So if you want to, definitely check that out. I know we also are really good at like kind of like the cyberpunk sci-fi. Oh, thing the uh, too. also there's a uh, like a historical military. Don't, one. Uh, don't give all. Yeah. The, don't give all the. Well, the, I'm not giving yeah. the details. It's called the Last Valor. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's very good. It's really good. It's it, when we got to the end of that one, I was like, I want this movie yeah. to exist well, was, like, like the, who the do we longer, call i don't the know the longer the episode went the anger i got where i was like we're never gonna see these ideas anywhere i know <laughs> these are too good hollywood won't do them well, well i don't know maybe they will now but <laughs> yeah <there's>... hey <laughs> we'll be scabs come on give us a call <laughs> all right oh, okay man. well we wouldn't we stand with the writers probably we do i, yes. I want to talk for you guys i, I do yeah. <laughs> steve's like i don't create back to writing pay me to get paid <laughs> yes they do Okay, let's transition now into our discussion on Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1.exe forward slash Homestead. Homestead. Uh, Here is a plot summary. Ethan Hunt and the IMF team must track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity if it falls into the wrong hands. With control of the future and the fate of the world at stake, a deadly race around the globe begins. Confronted by a mysterious, all-powerful enemy, Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than the mission, not even the lives of those he cares about most. Mm. That doesn't give away a lot. So. No, no, it really it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. Sometimes these plot summaries, you're like, well, that's just the whole movie. Or yeah. sometimes they're just like, Tom Cruise is at it again. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. He's running. <laughs> Watch out for the run. Uh, yeah, this was released July 10th, directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who's done uh, you know, Fallout and then uh, Rogue Nation before that. Yep. Uh, written by Christopher McQuarrie and Eric Gendrison. Hope I'm saying that right. Music again by Lauren Balfi. Yep. Uh, you know, he did uh, D&D Honor Among Thieves. He did Black Adam and Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, starring Tom Cruise, Haley Atwell, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby, Esai Morales, Palm Clementif. I hope I'm saying her name right. And many, many more. A lot. There's Lots. a lot of people. There are a lot of names. Yeah. Carrie Elwes is in this? Carrie yeah. Elwes was, was in this. this. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Fantastic cameo. Yeah. I mean, um, hey, why not? <laughs> I think it's the first time Tom Cruise and him have been back together since uh, Days of Thunder. Oh, Days of Thunder. Yeah. yeah. I don't, think Carrie, I don't think he Carrie was, was in Legend. Yeah, he was in Princess Bride. Princess Bride. <laughs> Similar, they came out around the same time. Similar, <laughs> but different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andre it's the Giant. Andre the Giant and Legend. <laughs> he looks like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The budget, $291 million. <sighs> One of the... Uh, it most is, expensive films of all time. It is the most expensive Tom Cruise movie ever made. It's yeah, got definitely got to be a and we'll COVID. Get, we'll get more issue. into it in trivia, yeah. but there's a lot of COVID yeah. factors that go into not only the release date but the inflated budget. Not, not to give too much away, but I got to say there must have been something about Italy that made filming possible oh, during yeah. this period because <laughs> well, Fast me, X. I mean, drill. Italy. Like I can just jump into that trivia real quick. So basically. Yeah. The frequent delays caused by COVID-19 ballooned the budget to $291 million, making it the most expensive film and the most expensive of Cruz's career. Yeah. The most expensive Mission Impossible film. Mm-hmm. Uh, while filming in Italy, 12 people on the set tested positive uh, for COVID. As a result, when filming resumed in the UK, Tom Cruise personally paid 500 euros for an old cruise ship for the cast to just isolate on. <laughs> then filming started in Venice on wait, the hold same on, hold day. Wait, 500, hold on, hold on. 500, 500 euros for a cruise ship. Or no, what's the... the um, 
what's the the, the maybe it's not euros. Uh, it doesn't. That, that, the, the the currency is irrelevant here. The number is what matters. Five hundred thousand is what the trivia oh, said. You, you said, said five hundred. Five hundred. You did not say the thousand. Oh, sorry. Five hundred. So we all got hung up on okay, the idea of five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's like existed. a brown barge. Like a raft. It's a floating piece of debris, basically. No, yeah, five hundred thousand. Okay, that's I just a little more reasonable. <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine Tom Cruise on his like, if he has a super yacht or whatever, yeah. and he he just basically has this raft. He's just towing him behind yeah. on a couple yeah, of boards. This is where them. you stay. <laughs> he's like, you guys got to uh, got to isolate over Pack here. Pack in. He's just, he's just <laughs> like leaning over the railing. Better mask up. <laughs> yeah. So filming started in Venice on the same day that Northern Italy locked down for COVID-19. Oh, wow. So then production was was hastily moved over to Rome only to immediately be shut down again because Rome had the same. So they were basically chasing, you know, lockdowns. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it had four release date changes. It was originally going to be released July 23rd, 2021. It was delayed to November 19th, 2021 due to filming halted during COVID. Then on April twenty twenty April 9th, 2021, Paramount delayed the film to May 27th, 2022 and put Top Gun Maverick in its previous November 19th, 2021 spot. Then it on September 1st, 2021, due to concerns <laughs> of the Delta variant, Paramount delayed the film a third Jeez. time to September 30th, 2022 and put Top Gun Maverick in its play previous May 27th, 2022 spot. Jeez. Then on January 21st, 2022, Paramount delayed it again to July 14th, 2023 which is when it actually happened yeah crazy yeah so they had an adventure getting this movie out it basically ballooned the budget to about 100 million more than i'm sure i imagine it put at least 80 million in the budget yeah because yeah because fallout or mission impossible fallout was like 181 million or something Something like that that. yeah and this is essentially like 100 million more being you know more than 200 million on actual oh yeah like maybe a little bit more expensive but like but still even then i don't yeah yeah. so i've seen a couple of like um articles that were like throwing shade at how much it cost and Mm. i don't think they're taking into account all well, that. I mean, that's, they're just that's looking at like factor. raw numbers. Oh, this is how much it costs. Where did all that money go? Yeah, well, they're like that's, that's been a factor in yeah. a lot of movies. Like, I mean, Indiana Jones just came out. Mm-hmm. It had it had that as a factor. I'm pretty sure Fast X had that as a factor. Like, a lot of movies that were made, not just like I, not just like this one where they were making it literally as the lockdowns followed them down the country. Yeah, but like even ones that were made in 2021 when there were still a lot of restrictions. Like, just the process of movie making cost more because of these things. So we're going to yeah, move mm-hmm. here in the next year or so. We're going to move away from things these, that are built these higher under ballooned budget. these really yeah. restrictive conditions, and it's going to bring the budget down naturally. And then people are going to be like, well, they made this movie for like $125 million. Yeah, it's, Tom Cruise couldn't get out the door for two ninety. What's wrong with it? You know? Yeah. yeah. You can't do apples to apples it's, anymore it's gonna because warp of that. It a little, well, yeah. and then we're going to have, you know, a whole other set of stuff because of the strikes. Right. Yep. So, yeah, like, so, so it's a new all bets yeah. are off for like the next like six years. Budgets are worthless for the next decade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, box office, and these are like preliminary figures because as we're recording this, like Sunday, Sunday so like the weekend hasn't weekend. fully finished. Yeah. But yeah. the projection is that it'll make about eighty million domestic. That's that's higher than the projections I saw initially. Actually, this is from this morning. Well, this I'm, is, well I'm saying like yeah. yeah, a couple days ago, people were like, it's going to crack 60, 65, 70. Right. Yeah. So that's I mean, that, well, I, well, I, like I think they've already up. cracked that. So well, and and this is the part too is like for a, a two hundred million film, this yeah. is actually really good. Yeah. For three hundred million film, 
Well, now that's domestic. Total yeah. worldwide, we're sitting on two thirty-five opening oh, weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. hundred fifty star. Yeah, okay, it's a big right. name. One hundred fifty-five million there. international yeah. with a total Ooh. of two thirty-five. It's on track to, to be the biggest uh, Mission Impossible movie opening. Okay, wow. so far. Yeah. And and like at the end of the day, when you look at these budgets and how much it makes, right? They they've they've already committed to making the film. They yeah. want to continue the franchise. You have to make the film. Right. So they may be losing money on this film to make the next one where they make the money back to make up for it. Right. We're the, like right. Well, we made this for 180 million and we're going to hit 800 million yeah. worldwide and we're yeah. going to make our money back. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and I think the, the original plan was to film, you know, basically seven and eight part one and part two back to back. Yeah. And they, and they just, yeah, they just can't do it. Yeah. So now they, I, I think they've, the it, it'll, be it'll be delayed out for a while. Well, of course now. Yeah. With, with the, the writers the and the action strikes. Yeah. 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 All right, well, let's get into it. So what does everybody think? Overall thoughts. Who wants to lead us off? Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. I think mm-hmm. this was not as good a film as Fallout or Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it is as good or better than Rogue Nation. Okay. And I'm going to let you finish. Then better than the other ones. Okay. That That's just like my general knee-jerk reaction after yeah. walking out of the film. Sure. Like, I didn't really like Rogue Nation that much. It was all right. Just because, like, it just didn't really vibe with me. It was messy. It felt yeah. like, you know, well, we, we talked the one about where it. they didn't yeah. have a, a script really down. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. they, were, yeah, they were basically laying the tracks as they were. There was still a lot of good comedy in Rogue Nation, mm-hmm. especially with Jeremy Renner and, and Tom yeah. Cruise. Mm-hmm. There was some there was some decent ideas and stuff in Rogue Nation. It just, it didn't quite have that polish. It didn't, it didn't mm-hmm. gel, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean, like, the film was pretty good. Um, I think that they really <clears throat> formed the the movie around the action set pieces and not mm-hmm. the other way around mm-hmm. where yeah. they're like, they were like, we want to have a car chase. We want to have a train chase. We want to have, or a chain train thing. Adventure. Yeah. 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 Adventure. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know and I think they kind of melded it around there. And I think some of the, the story and plot gets lost somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, so I don't think this is as good as fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this is as good as ghost protocol or like MI3. Yeah, MI3 is another one that's, like, really... See, because I, I put it way above MI3. See, I, I would, again, it's just strongly... See, see, Seymour opinion. Hoffman is just holding that he, film up. He is doing well, no, <laughs> all but, the heavy lifting, three rest in peace. also has, like, it hits you with a couple of really good... You get emotional heist, moments. Well, you get emotional, but you also get, like, the high set piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get these really good set pieces that make sense for what the team is trying to accomplish. Yeah. Whereas this one, the set pieces felt a little more scattered, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. They didn't feel like it was as as clear a connection of, well, we have to do A to get to B to create C to happen. Right? And then, mm-hmm. oh, no, D didn't work, and so didn't now we work, have to go to H. Punt to yeah. F, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it didn't quite feel as structured as some of the other films in the past have felt. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of by design, though. A like bit. That's, the a AI little, is ahead of them. It's well, trying to, like, a little disrupt. Bit. A little well, bit. That's how I read it. But yeah. yeah. So I, I really enjoyed this movie. No, I, I liked, definitely. I'm not saying I didn't like. Yeah, it. I yeah, liked yeah, no, all those I, films I a lot. Liked the movie. So, well, like, I'm not saying you didn't. Like, I'm just wanted like yeah. I, I had a lot of fun in this movie. Yeah. And I, I would put it definitely under Fallout and under Ghost Protocol, but mm-hmm. it would be right there. So it's like yeah. Fallout, Ghost Protocol, this mm-hmm. uh, so for I, me. In I my do rankings. feel a little bit like maybe this is kind of the film watching it where I'm like, mm, Cruise is actually starting to show some age here. So not not like not like Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones. I'm just gonna lose all my trivia up at the top here. <laughs> so Cruz was 57 when he started filming uh-huh. this. He is 61 right now as of the release. Yeah, yeah. 
That's 61 years old. Like, think about other 61-year-old actors. They're not <laughs> doing motorcycle stunts. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah like, jumping. Up. Well, now, to be fair, he did the motorcycle stunt a long time ago. When he was, was 57. First, yeah, first stunt. <laughs> but, and that's, that's part of it, is it doesn't feel... And I don't want to say, like, he's not as capable of doing the stunts, but yeah. it just... It didn't feel as tight... Of a, of a, there's some sequences in here that I'm going to bring mm. up when we get I think past the, spoiler wall. The yeah. opening, like, I'll say the opening, like, 30 minutes are really clunky. Mm. And once you okay. get past it and, like, the stu- like the, the machinations start kind of actually, like, hitting developing, each other and developing, then it, then it actually turns into, like, a really exciting film. But the first, like, I'm not even going to say quarter, but, like, the first, like, eighth of the film is really rough. I okay. think for me, well, it, they, they don't, yeah. they don't establish motivation fast enough. Yeah, I think we, that's, we need that's that to really like get in for for certain things to make sense. And we we don't get the the main bad guy reveal until like halfway through the film. It's kind of like now, and it's but a little I will late. say, yeah. the bad guy is pretty good. Yeah, he, Isai Morales. Yeah, yeah, he has got yeah. he has got mm-hmm. yeah. that air of menace and kind of the whole like. Time is on my side. Like I can be as patient as I need to be for this to happen. It's going to happen. Like that. Yeah. That type of villain gets me. Like, oh yeah. Like yeah. this guy's. This guy's got to figure it out. He's you know got to ruin the world. You so know? I think for me it was. I loved all the actors and the performances. Like I thought, uh, oh. Palm Clementif as Paris mm-hmm. was really good. good yeah. I loved Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell just to- totally stole the show. Loved her character. Loved the dynamic she had with. I have some. Ethan. I have some. Words there for post spoilers, but okay. for the most part, I think she did a great job. So okay. if you like, and this is not spoiler at all, but if you want a good comparison of a well-written, um, not anti-hero, but kind of like in it for themselves character compared yeah. to this and in Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, she just dominates it. It's a much yeah. better example of that. Yes, uh, of absolutely. the writing specifically, yeah, yes. not mm-hmm. performances. Yeah, not the performances. Yeah. yeah. Although um, she also puts up a good performance. She does. Yeah. So. She does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't hurt. It um, helps though when you don't have to be like, I have to say this. Yeah. To him. But, so <laughs> you know? for me, it was I loved the performances and I loved the action scenes. And then the plot is where it kind it's, of it's really muddy. It, it It's not so much that it's muddy, but like Stephen was saying, it doesn't quite form as cohesively as you would want it. It's and just, I wonder if that's because it's a part one. It, it, like it could possibly, have the middle you see it in the scope of both of them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I see. Yeah, the, yeah. The shape. The full maybe. mark here. And, and yeah. for me, it's just it doesn't feel like the sequences connect in a logical way where you go from one to two to three. Where yeah. and that then who is driving the connections per se? And some of that is, you know, who's the bad guy in the background and that kind of stuff. It feels mm-hmm. like things are being pulled in different directions right. instead of it like being well, I, I think too again, the difference like to compare it directly to Fallout is where like Fallout it was like we are chasing this thing. So it's like a yeah. we're on the tail of yeah. something well, easily and, to like follow. We know where we're going next. Whereas this one was like, I guess we try and then like they're getting pulled versus well, like them yeah. kind of like forming the the mm, I guess the motivation of so, it. So, and I will say, and this is this is not a spoiler statement. I don't think. I don't feel like it is. If it yeah. is, then this never happened. You will never hear it on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but there is a certain limit to the amount of sleight of hand that you can do. Yeah. Right. Like the magician comes out on stage and they do the trick, and you go, "Wow!" And they do something else. Yeah. And if they do the same trick, like by the fifth time, you're like, "Yeah, man, the bunny appears. Cool." Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's a point where it's like. Is the concept really cool? Yes. Don't do it for the fifth time. Do something else. Right. Yeah. Like, or, or like build me up. Be like, oh, this is the moment where they're going to do. And then and then it doesn't. Yeah. Do something different. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like Ghost Protocol so much mm-hmm. is because a lot of the stuff that happens, and I'm not trying to get into any spoilers here, but a lot of the stuff yeah. that happens in Ghost Protocol is all of the stuff that the, all the technology that they have to rely on as a team 
always fails. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what makes interesting situations of how they adapt and how they create something out of a situation that's completely foobar. Right. Where I think even in Rogue Nation, Fallout, and, and now Dead Reckoning, there's a lot there. The technology is too successful and mm-hmm. it's too easy for them uh, to just rely on see, it. See, I would. Okay, so again, we can't get into this too heavy yeah. because of spoilers. I'm going to disagree with you there. I think this was closer to growth protocol than not. Uh, which I'll accept. Yeah. Like, I like that. I like yeah. the whole, like, we have to improvise. We mm-hmm. have to, you know, do it more manually. There are yeah. some bits in here that are great for that. Uh, overall, though, I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, no, I, did, was, I never yeah, had a moment. Like, honestly, for a, a movie that's two hours and 40-something minutes long, yeah. I never had a moment where I was like, okay, well, we're, you know, we're wrapping this up. I think, like, I think it's paced really well. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I was always wanting more. It blew until through the, the first right. two hours without mm-hmm. me even really noticing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was just going. With, with some phenomenal set pieces particularly oh, yeah. the uh, the chase through italy with yeah. the car there, there's there's a lot <gasps> of a really fiat. good action set pieces that are like very and like it's like out of the frying pan into the fryer and it just keeps, keeps es- happening. The, the tension yeah. that gets ratcheted up in some of these scenes is mm-hmm. like insane i loved it yeah it's yeah. great yeah okay so would you guys recommend this movie 100% if you like Mission Impossible. Yeah, okay. I, well, I mean, we've got a, at least one friend we know of who's He's, only seen a couple of these movies, and mm-hmm. then he saw this one. He's like, well, I have to go back and watch all the others. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, like, that's, like, I do think this is a good enough movie on its own. Yeah. And I'm not saying you want to go into this cold blind because there are some characters you probably want to have some sure. understanding. Sure, at least some emotional attachment to. Well, <laughs> right. but it may also be like you see this film, like, well, I need to know why. Yeah. And you go back and you watch these yeah. other, like, I think, from like a franchise standpoint, this is not. I wouldn't call this the high point. It's also mm-hmm. not the low point because two is always there for us. Yeah, um, and <laughs> oh, it's not even so close. Rude. That You're is so rude. It's You're not even close the first to that low one. point. <laughs> no, the first one's a good movie. You yeah. leave me alone. Mm. I think the second one has its own value. <laughs> I know right? it, has, it has its own value, and its value is you can sit back, kick back, relax, and make fun of it. Tom Cruise's hair alone. Baby. <laughs> oh, there was some lady. He's got anime hair in that. Some lady. It really does. Some lady in our theater when they were running. So we went to an AMC theater, and if people listening don't know, AMC theaters have started this thing where they get the cast to be like, "Thanks for watching a movie in the theater where they belong." Fight see, streaming or whatever. But see, I don't think that that's an AMC thing. I feel like that's a Tom Cruise because he, he did thing. that. For no, Top I've Gun seen it for D and D. Among Thieves, it did it. Oh, D and D did do yeah. it. Yeah, there's been right. it's an AMC mm, thing. Interesting. Anyways, this lady sees Tom Maybe Cruise. It's a Paramount thing because that was D and D is also Paramount. Could be, yeah. Either Anyways, way, carry on. This lady sees Tom Cruise in that video at the front with uh-huh. his long hair. She goes, I hate Tom Cruise with long hair. And I went, no, like out loud. <laughs> and like a, a decent, like my, my wife grabbed my arm. like, what are you doing? I was like, no, <laughs> wrong. Uh, I wanted to get up and be like, you should feel bad for saying things like that. Man, Tom Cruise's like, long hair like is incredible. Early, yeah, the early 2000s with Tom Cruise, long hair. Long hair, Tom Cruise. Oh, oh, yeah, just Magnolia Cruise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last Samurai Cruise, Magnolia Cruise, yeah. Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible Two Cruise. Two cruise. Now, hold Delicious. on, hold on. I don't put that in the same list. Come on, it's exactly in the same. He's got the anime but, hair but going yeah, on. I, yes. I do think ultimately it's a good film. It's totally worth watching. Yeah. Uh, especially if you've been watching other Mission Impossible, like we, the whole reason we did the Mission Rewatchable series, which if you haven't listened to any of those, you go check those out. Yeah, we go through the whole one through six, all the, the movies. Uh, but the whole reason we did it was for this, and I think I gained myself, I gained a lot watching those films because yeah. I haven't seen them in a long time, and yeah. they're great films. Like, yeah. dang, they really, really are, and it does give you more of an appreciation for not only some of these characters, but like there are some throwbacks in this movie to like oh, some yeah. of the the older uh, movies. Well, that, particularly like, the first one. 
Yes, there's yeah. a lot of, um, lot of camera camera choices. Yeah, that were <laughs> there were a to, I, to Brian De Palma. I was going to save that and, yeah. and leave it for later. But yeah, again, the sleight of hand thing. It's like one Dutch angle, cool. Two Dutch angles. What okay. if the whole film was Dutch angles? Yeah. Like we have a whole conversation that's just Dutch angle, cut to Dutch angle, cut See, to Dutch. What you don't know Stop it. is during uh, COVID, Christopher McQuarrie hurt his neck and he, he <laughs> had it lean to the left the whole time. And so everything's like, turn the camera, got, turn the camera. See, when they bought the masks for the, for the cast, the, or the production crew, <laughs> one strap was shorter than the other, so it was pulling everyone's head <laughs> to the lean, side. Yeah, <laughs> all the shots, yeah. Uh, so would you guys rewatch this movie? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. when this, I want to go watch it again just so I could watch the car chase again. See, I it's don't, really good. I don't know really that I'd see it again in theater, but when it hits mm-hmm. streaming, oh, yeah, it's yeah, got to make absolutely. it back on TV. Oh, I'm probably buying this. I'm going to pre-order the well, Blu-ray got, tonight. You've got, like, <laughs> you got like the whole Steelbook series of Mission Impossible at home. You hush. I've got, yeah, the collection. Yeah, I, I, I thought, <laughs> it's not a Steelbook, but it's a collection. <laughs> The entity has analyzed all of your online, you know, behavior, and it knows you better than you know yourself. And it, history. it knows you want to go to spoilersintendedpodcast.com <laughs> to see more content like what see, you're listening to I right now. I knew it was now. coming this way, and I, I didn't. Uh... Get down, Andrew. There's ones and zeros behind you. The entity is all around <laughs> us. It's listening to you right now. It's listening to everything we're saying. Oh, man. Well, if it's listening now, then it can listen to Discord. Or actually, it can just read Discord. <laughs> Let me listen to the Discord. <laughs> it's just silence. <laughs> yeah, so we have a Discord where you can go and join. We have tons of channels where, you know, we're talking about what we're listening to, what we're watching, uh, you know, what we're cooking, that kind of stuff. We also yeah. have uh, spoiler channels of what we can talk about new movies like this one that you're listening to right now. Dead yep. Reckoning. Indeed. Along with that, we also have links to our socials on the website. We got Facebook, we got Instagram, and we got, that's it. So <laughs> if you want to follow the cast there, we post up every week what we're watching so you can kind of keep up with us and listen along. A couple teasers for the episodes as well. Uh, but yeah, follow us on there. Like, comment, share with your friends. All right, we're back. Man, I could just listen to that. I Seriously, the music for this whole film was actually quite good. So let me hit you with some trivia yeah, about the music. trivia! So we, we're in the, the theater, right? And we're watching mm. it. We get to the end. And uh, by the way, if you go to afterthecredits.com, they mm-hmm. usually have like, if there's like an after Is there an after yeah, yeah. And they said, yes, there's a post-credit stinger. And I go, oh, oh my God. Okay. No, there's not. I waited. No. It's that at the it's very the end of the sound. credits, the sound of the entity comes up for like a second oh, and that's yeah. it. And so I was it's like, it's like, it's, it's watching. Well, you. now, now I'll definitely say this. And yeah. I always, I stay through all the credits for every single film okay. because the people that have worked on that film, if they, if I was in there, I'd yeah. want to watch it. Well, also it's really cool because when you do that, they get a message that says Andrew Knuckles sat through the film and watched the credits and they, and they feel, feel better, better about yeah. themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> best, best grip boy feels better about himself. Yeah. I made it. Andrew <laughs> Knuckles sat through it. I, I just think that <laughs> it is respectful to the creators that don't normally get all of the credit for the film. Sure. Okay. Well, also yeah. sometimes you see very interesting <laughs> items in the credits too, where you're like, oh, they, this is who worked on that. Or yeah. Oh, there yeah. were eight different studios that did the CG. Or, right. or like, yeah. okay, here comes the, the Marvel block of VFX studios. We're up to 10. Can yep. we get 12? Yeah. Well, so we get to the end. <laughs> we're sitting yeah. Yeah. You know, in the credits and we're listening to music. And my wife, who rarely comments on music, turned and she goes, whoever was playing the snare drum needs a raise. 
<laughs> and I go, yeah, dude. They had the snare on point. So, mm-hmm. in an effort to keep the existing themes fresh and evolving, mm-hmm. composer Lauren Balfi incorporated the top secret drum corps into the soundtrack after hearing them perform at the Queen's Jubilee in 2022. Oh, okay. Direct for Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise urged Balfour to use the signature drum corps sound, most notably during the opening and end credits. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. But well, it's peppered it throughout. You can spice that up. But I looked up a couple of videos of the top secret drum corps, and they're, like, really cool. It's like yeah. a big drum line with a bunch of... Um, well, any of those kind of, like, big drum line productions well, yeah. are always really cool to watch. And, and what he did with the music from Fallout, and then he kind of... Uh, we're getting into score at this point. That's okay, but like, yeah. I mean, he really, he really added more to it, to where it actually still sounds like a unique soundtrack compared to it's, just rehashing a lot of the same stuff. It has sounds yeah. in it, yeah. but it's separate and distinct. Yep. And I yeah. appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think, too, like, when you listen to his, like, Fallout soundtrack, it's the same thing of, like, it's very cohesively, like, in the Mission Impossible world, but yep. it's, like, different enough to have its own kind mm-hmm. of flavor. And so, yeah, going into this, I was, like, excited to hear what he would do different yeah. and what he would do similar. Yeah. Okay, so... um some other trivia. Well, obviously earlier we went into like the, you know, the COVID stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as of this movie, Tom yeah. Cruise is now older than John Voight was during the first Mission Impossible. Oh my. Wow. That, that does not feel correct. <laughs> that does feels, it, it does it, does it. <laughs> that feels real bad. Someone's getting old. It's not me. It's Voight. Tw- 27 years? Voight, 90, yes, what, six? So, yeah. 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 Voight was 57 at the time, whereas Cruz was 57 when filming started on this bad Man, boy. Voight, wow. I'll say Voight looks way older than 57. He really does. I know. It's my default. It's just years of smoking and yeah. being John Voight. Just, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Christopher McQuarrie, this is another little like tidbit here, said that originally there had been a whole sequence at the beginning of the movie that was going to take place in 1989. Uh, he's like, we talked about it the as a cold. so hot right now. So hot right now. We talked about it as a cold open. We talked about it as flashbacks. We looked at de-aging. One of the biggest things about de-aging w- that I was looking at while researching was never did I find myself actually following the story. I was so distracted by an actor that I had known for however long was now suddenly this young person. Hey, wow, that, that's Take how it notes, works. Disney. Take so notes. I put that in there specifically because we're following right up on Indiana Jones mm-hmm. uh, and the Dial of Destiny. I can't even remember the... Five. <laughs> Indiana Jones 5. Yeah, the Dial of Disappointment. But anyways, oh! it was, uh, the de-aging there, you know, like they just like... We're going to give you a 30-minute sequence. We're going to really zoom in on that yeah. face. You know, we're going like to look at it. We're going to waller in it. And this movie does a very good job, I thought, with like the, the flashbacks with the dark silhouettes mm-hmm. and stuff of like, you get the point. We don't need to have 30 minutes of this. We yeah. don't need to have well, like a DH. It's also Tom one of those where like, and Andrew also you know takes photographs, so he understands. You take photographs, you understand. <laughs> where it's one of those moments where you're like, mm, there's a lot of color in this. Let's just, uh, let's just black and white. Yeah, it makes and it that fixes way, a lot way of easier things. to read. And it's the oh, yeah. same thing for like CGI. Like, mm, looks kind of rubbery. Make it black and white. I bet it Make just it black and disappears. White. Yeah. yeah, put a little grain in there. <laughs> yeah, put that grain in there. Maybe not the same green from like Casino Royale's opening. No, 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 Good grain, good grain. Anything but that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is the second tentpole movie of 2023 to feature a chase through Rome's city center. The other being Fast X. Yeah, although this one is Um, meant to be based in Venice at the time, right? No, it uh, is in Rome. No, it It is is happening in Rome. Yeah, it's Rome. And so both movies feature the hero driving a car down the city's Spanish steps. steps. I looked at that and I was like, so they just like shut those steps down for like no, a week no, and a half. They recreated them they, in yeah. both movies because they had oh, this okay. whole yeah. thing of like people were freaking out when they saw trailers. They're like, "You did that on the well." The so uh, <laughs> they actually have a thing in the credits if you mm-hmm. watch the credits oh, that there he specifically goes. says that the the Spanish steps 
there they were they were not filmed on or harmed <laughs> no, in the making. No of this steps film. were harmed no in the making of this, this film. film. Well, no, I mean it, it, they're they're. I mean well, it's a historic it's history. Yeah. History, yeah, it's very yeah. old. Yeah, uh, but it's just one of those things where I saw the, the the same set of steps the second time. I was like, okay, what the heck, guys? I know, <laughs> I know that we didn't run like a Dodge Charger on this, but like a Fiat, maybe. maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. No, probably not, not the Humvee that no, whatever the, she was the, chasing. The jacked up so Palmer or while we're talking about that chasing, let's just go right into spectacle. Uh-huh. Yeah, kick it what off. did you guys? Okay, I thought the spectacle was great. I said it pre-spoiler wall. I think the, the action set pieces in this movie were were killer. I saw it in IMAX, mm-hmm. which uh, th- there was a couple of scenes where I felt like I was sitting maybe a row or two too close to the screen where I wanted to like <laughs> appreciate what was going on. I was whipping my head back and forth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, like I thought the the choreography of the chase, I thought the like the the for me the best parts of a good chase scene is not just the chase parts; it's mm-hmm. the setup, the twist in the middle of now we have to change cars now, like yep. all mm-hmm. the 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 kinks that get thrown into the plan while the chase is unfolding. And I so thought this this chase scene was really good. I have a few objections okay. along those same lines. Uh, looks like you're overruled. Sorry, get out of here. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There is no judge here. <laughs> It's the there is a jury, though. Oh, there is a jury. Oh, there's, there's no judge. judge. So anyways, what's your objections? Well, I think that... Overruled. It was the same issue of kind of going to the well too much. They kind of, mm-hmm. like, the initial chase where, like, Cruz is chasing Grace. Yep. And she's, like, you know, running through the, the cafe set up and hitting the, like... Basically, Cruz basically, or Ethan basically follows her through the trail of how many cars has she hit along the way. Yeah, right. like, one, I thought it was kind of funny because at that point, it wasn't like necessarily, oh, she's a bad driver. It was just like, hey, trying to speed chase through the streets of Rome is kind of hard. That's it's, what I read, especially then, all the scooters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but then they, they do the whole switcheroo. They get, mm-hmm. they get Cruz into the car. They do the little dumb sequence of like, oh, the buttons are weird or whatever, which is just like, okay, whatever. And then it's like, well, she has to drive. And it's like, no, no, maybe she's just a bad driver. And it's be. just like, this is really kind of awkward and it feels almost unnecessary, like almost kind of like mean towards her. Well, character. I think it's trying to illustrate that like Tom Cruise is a, or Ethan he, Hunt rather, yeah. is a, like a but trained, like he's done this multiple movies. Mm-hmm. She's like a thief. She's like, I don't know, man, go forward. And that's turn. totally yeah. fine. Like if she's like, you know, driving through yeah. and like, you know, clipping stuff, like it's not, it's less about like, oh, she's not as polished as he is. And more like, Hey, we did donuts for three minutes because I can't turn that figure out how to turn right instead of left. Right. Kind of thing where it's like, okay, like y'all can calm down on that. A little. I, I liked it. I liked uh, that. I, it was, great. I, I yeah. was laughing Overruled. at it, but not necessarily for the best reasons. <laughs> okay. I, I really liked the handcuff too. Like the, no, no, the yeah, twist the it's on the wrong side. Well, the, so the, like, the concept with that was mm-hmm. very solid. Cause it was one of those things where she keeps trying to slip away. It's like, well, I got a solution. And then it's like, crap, I, I did the wrong hand. I did the wrong yeah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, this really is awkward. And like the whole interplay of the wheel versus the stick. Mm-hmm. And like the pedals. See, I think all of that was good. Yeah. yeah. And then also in the lead up to where he's in the train tracks and yeah. just Jackie Chan's the, the steering wheel <laughs> off. That's all I can yeah. do is rush hour yep. when he takes the yeah. steering wheel off. Yeah, the but that whole chase, particularly because you had the essentially three different theater or three different factions, or four yes. actually, four, four different yeah. factions that were that were in involved in play. In it. Yeah, right. because you had the um, the U.S. Um, agents, the collectors. Had, They're the collectors. Yeah, the collectors. I actually really liked that duo. I did too. I thought they were really good. Yeah. Just not not to get too far into performance, but like yeah. just in general, like as an added piece of pressure mm-hmm. or whatnot in the story. So Shea Wiggum's the guy that plays uh, Briggs. The the the, um, See, I don't know either of their names. I just know that they're they're the collectors. <laughs> yeah, they, they he was like 
I've seen him in a few other things, and I've liked him in everything I've seen him in. He, he is kind of the same character in other stuff that he was in this. But oh, like, I mean, that's, if you get typecast, it. it just sounds yeah. like you get paid. So I had a question. Haley Atwell doesn't do her own driving stunts in this, correct? I don't know. I don't that's think so. Because there were two shots that, like, clearly, like, she was, like, in the driver's seat that, yeah. you know, like, that looked like it was an actual, like, like she was doing it. Probably not. They may, they probably had, like... Tom Cruise a, might have been like, I'm really going to handcuff myself to you, so you're really going to have to drive this. <laughs> Maybe that's why the driving's bad. Oh, Haley Atwell's right. like, I don't know how to do so this. Here, here we go. So Haley Atwell says Tom Cruise inspired her to do all of her own Mission Impossible stunts, too. Ah. Uh, but so, did she? So... What I'm wondering is when she says inspired, what she actually means was he handcuffed me to the wheel and we were there for five hours. <laughs> he said something about Scientology. You're going to learn. <laughs> he said something about Scientology. I looked down, there's the handcuff, and they said, roll. I don't know. <laughs> I did what I could. Uh, so the the real big thing, I remember watching the trailer and seeing like the train yeah. and everything. I was like, oh, that's CGI. There's there, no way they're going to make a train. No, yeah. they made a whole train. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. It's all, it's all practical, and they're on top of it, and they're actually doing all the stuff, which is just absolutely bonkers. Well, there's a, a lot, couple of shots that are like... a different movie that had stuff on top of a train. I well, so yeah. the big thing is is that they, they still have to speed up the footage to make, or speed up yeah. the background to make it look like it's going a lot faster right. than it actually is. The, the inside well, the tunnel sequence, which, while I really liked the sequence, yeah. especially where, like, Gabriel, like they're both laying flat, looking at each other. Gabriel pulls another knife. Like, Dude, one, where do you have all these knives? Yeah, and then like, but when he starts crawling, he's crawling towards, he's like sliding, and like he oh. like slides the knife across the top to the other hand. He's like, oh my god, dude, calm down. Yeah, <laughs> like Ethan Hunt should be like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. hey, there are rules, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was we're supposed say, was to a, ride this tunnel out and glare at each other. There was a couple of shots that were like looking up at the characters with stuff that I think was green screen. Yes. I think it was, they like pick up shots afterwards. Kind of awkward mm -hmm. angles, yeah. Yeah, Which, but I think that yeah, was like Dutch angles everywhere. Because so. they couldn't probably get a giant camera, yeah. an IMAX camera down well, on the like, top well, of the they Well, because the, the big crash at the end with the engine going into the water, like mm -hmm. they actually did that, which I think is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. obviously in, like in it's... In miniature format, right? No, it's no, real. real train. It's a real yeah. Yeah. train. Yeah. They, they ran it into a quarry. I found, I found $50 million in your budget right here. <laughs> <laughs> we, blew, we built a bridge. Why? Take so this, COVID. <laughs> we built a bridge. So we can blow it up. Why? So we could run a train off of it. Oh, God. They did it in a quarry, right? <laughs> they yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, so they they threw into the water so the the splashes and stuff are real but then everything else is composited around it obviously yeah. so right. it's yeah, like yeah. half real half yeah yeah but yeah. like the actual physical train going it into is water real. is a train yeah. going yeah. into water which is just so that's cool. bonkers yeah. that's bonkers yeah. and on it like the um the whole kind of like Jurassic Park to Lost World bit where they're like going up the uh, the falling um, oh yeah the oh, falling yeah. train okay, cars yes. yeah. was phenomenal. It reminded I'm, me, and you guys haven't played this, but Uncharted Two opens with like Nathan Drake like wakes up. I just got PTSD flashbacks from, from the, the movie. movie. I still haven't watched the oh, movie. Is he, is he strapped to. to a cargo net? So he's in uh, the the uh, seat of a train, and it's like hanging off a cliff, you mm -hmm. know, a vertical or whatever. And he like realizes it, and stuff is falling. So the first opening scene of the game you have to like jump and climb it's very similar to like when the the uh, piano is about yeah. to fall yeah and then it flashes back and then you get a really good another train sequence in that game where it shows like how the train how you crashed. Got it. Yeah. yeah and that was the first time i played a game where like i was on a train shooting at people yeah and you have to account for the turn in the train plus like the, the kind of motion the yeah. sway of it plus mm -hmm. like the, the mm -hmm. lead the bullet it was very hard but anyways I loved the whole time I'm watching. I'm like, this makes me want to play Uncharted Two again because <laughs> it was very similar with like the climbing up yeah. the uh, the inside of the train. I liked the the uh, alleyway fight. Oh yeah, with, uh, 
always want to call her Mantis because she plays Mantis in Guardians. Palm, Paris. Palm. Yeah, Paris. Paris, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, that with her in the lead pipe and that other dude <laughs> in that whole, like, yeah, alleyway, I thought that was really well so done. So I, I gotta, I'm going to say positive things about that scene, right? Okay. Because <laughs> there's always that kind of that mm, moment when you're like, hey, here's a big, strong dude who's well-trained and then mm-hmm. just a... a woman who's 50 pounds lighter than him mm-hmm. and they're like we match up on equal grounds and they hold they each fight for a while where she's just like i brought a lead pipe situation. you know how i solved the fact that you weigh 50 pounds more than me i brought four foot of lead pipe this right here <laughs> clink, clink, clink. Yeah. yeah yeah so like anytime that happens i'm like okay good well, i feel and, better here and it's actually a great character moment too after he he basically best both of them and then he doesn't kill her and he just he's so frustrated because he ah! he's just like i he have to go smacked. save yeah. well he just got misled yeah. by the technology mm-hmm. yeah which is which is a great um great moment in that i yeah. think too of like yeah. where they're like no the comms are taken over and well, this yeah. is kind of in plot i was worried about that the whole i mean we'll get into it with yeah plot, but i was yeah. waiting for that shoe to drop it's like okay well if it's if it's you know, gotten into all these systems. And at what point does the whole Benji and Luther sit in a room and tell him where to go fail? Oh, here it is. Yes. Okay, yeah, there it is yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause you, you realize in that moment, like how much they rely on technology. all this technology yep. and stuff mm-hmm. like the satellites, like he's trying to hack into the old Russian satellites mm-hmm. to bypass it. They're trying to use like, what, 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 what was the radio they were trying to use? It wasn't shortwave. Uh, it, it was yeah. Like, it was like something, similar. something else. I can't yeah, something very, it was said. like ham radio essentially. Yeah. Like, it was like, well, like, yeah. well, like they, have, yeah. they like go back to like the old school for like the CIA or whatever, the old school situation room where it's all CRT. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or like the scene where they're all typing out <laughs> files so they can have it preserved. Like all of that was phenomenal. That's great. Yeah. And, yeah. But we're in a plot kind of stuff. But, yeah. but like the actual shot of just the huge room where it's just like, oh, it's great. We yeah. just grabbed every agent. You came into work today. You're on a typewriter. What? I'm. You're like, I don't. I analyze it. Get on the typewriter. Start <laughs> typing. You love the chief engineer that gets the call. What do you need? <laughs> you need to be nine hundred typewriters. How many By typewriters? When? How many CRT monitors in a room? <laughs> The I, I the only thing that I didn't really like was a lot of the Dutch angles, and I do understand I, that it was kind of a callback to the first Mission Impossible see, because there's a lot them, of. But it wasn't a good call then either. Yeah, like, I liked them. I, I don't like Dutch, Dutch angles. Dutch angle I as a spice like sustained. Dutch angle as a spice <laughs> overruled. Tasty. <laughs> Dutch angle as the whole meal, not so much. Yeah, there was a lot of Dutch there's angles. A lot of Dutch there angles. Were. I liked them. <laughs> it worked for me. And like it's one of the, like I almost wouldn't be mad at if there literally wasn't just a cold conversation between four people where every cut was just from one Dutch angle to that, another. That scene was and a bit. It, much and it was like, come on, right, guys, straighten the camera out. You're killing yeah. me here. So you're telling me that the AI can do this, right. and then it's like everyone slowly <laughs> leaning to the sideways. Leaves. It would have been great if they cut to everybody and everybody just like slowly leans like to the right of the like frame. They're like slowly working their way towards the wall. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's move on, unless we have anything else to say about Spectacle, oh. into performance. It'll come up, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Haley Atwell, stealer of the show. I think she did fantastic. She was phenomenal. I mean, and I love I, Haley Atwell anyways, was, but she did so, really good in this Like, role. I mean, she's been fine in, like, all the Marvel films that I've seen mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But, like, this one was like, ooh, she's a character. That she's, oh, yeah. a, she's an actress I actually want to look out for now. So she's been in a bunch of, like... Um, period dramas like yeah, British yeah. stuff that my wife's watched and I've seen her in that and she's mm-hmm. really good and then she was in a really good Black Mirror episode I want to say it was like season two or three don't hold, quote me on that but it was like fantastic yeah. episode of Black Mirror and she like 
you know, takes the show in that one. So, like, when you see her in the Marvel stuff, and even as Agent she Carter. She just doesn't get enough. It's fine. She does, like, the show Agent Carter, yeah. that's another one that, like, it was fine. I didn't watch all of it. My wife watched mm-hmm. it and enjoyed it. She did good, but, it, yeah. you know, she's given kind of, like. Well, you only have, there's always so much to do there. Right, yeah. yeah. So, it, it, it was what it was. So, mm-hmm. I, I thought in this especially, she she did, again, exactly what didn't happen in the Indiana Jones, where she was this thief who was out for her own, but she didn't become grating, and she wasn't just, like, so, um, well, cause, like, like, mean, I guess, spirited yeah, about it. it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't mean spirit. She was much more lighthearted. Yeah. I, I will say, like, and it's nothing against her or, mm-hmm. or the character or anything. I had small issues just because at the start, which her character introduced, and, like, you knew that, you know, um, Ilsa, Rebecca Ferguson, mm-hmm. was still around. I was like, ah, oh, man, she's going to replace her. And I really like... Ilsa's character and Rebecca right. Ferguson, so I was like, yeah. kind of like, man, you really got to sell me. Well, and she didn't really get to valid. do. Rebecca Ferguson didn't really get to do much she didn't in this do one. A whole she did, yeah. yeah. And it's, so it's a little disappointing on yeah. that. Whereas, like, if uh, Haley Atwell, like, if Grace as Grace, a character yeah. had not existed and it had just been Ilsa the whole way through, yeah, I feel yeah. like I would have been ha- just because it's the character I know and like. Mm-hmm. And obviously, what they did with her. You know, it works for the emotional connection. It just felt maybe a little cheaper because we already kind of had the the new side chick has arrived. It so wasn't so much that it felt cheaper because of that for me. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think for me, what felt cheaper about it was that, like, even though we've seen Ilsa in two movies before this, mm. I feel like we've never really gotten we, the meat and potatoes. We haven't of, gotten a lot of time with not her. Really. No. Yeah, because she's always been super cagey. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. essentially, the, the what we have is that we keep saving each other's lives and mm-hmm. like we kind of think each other are hot. Yeah, the, that's the, the depth of, of their relationship. Like the end of to a degree. Fallout kind of felt like it was pointing more in like a deeper direction. Yeah. It was, yeah. And we get a very little bit of it in this. I want, I wanted more time with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, because at the end of Fallout, you get the closure with his ex-wife, uh-huh. and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, there's no one here now. now yeah, we're wide yeah. open. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I that again, it's no knock on Rebecca Ferguson's performance or Haley no. Atwell's performance. It's just in terms of who got the most time, I would have liked. Um, bleh, Ilsa. Ilsa, Ilsa, yeah. to get a little more time <laughs> and for us to develop that a little more. So yeah. then, as we get later in the movie, it has it hits harder. Right? Yeah, because to me, like I felt like there was more. And this is all like, really more plot than performance. It but is, whatever. but we can talk about the performance of Haley Atwell and Tom Cruise together, right? Which I felt there chemistry. was more chemistry between them than there was between Rebecca Ferguson and Tom Cruise well, in the other movies. Because there was her yes. character is so standoffish. Right. That you don't get it. You yeah. don't get as yeah, much where, where Haley Atwell kind of, or Grace kind of wears her emotions on her sleeve. Well, and also, and I think this is kind of just fundamental to who the characters are. Grace, as a character, wants to get up close and personal because you can't pick a pocket out any other way. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. So she's she, used she has to, that kind to of. she has to sell herself to like when she does the the dead drop with the guy yeah. at random, right? She yeah. has to pull those off constantly to, for her role, whereas Ilsa's character is just basically you have to be the quiet she's the sniper yeah yeah Yeah. character (laughs) so like within those characters again it it just kind of plays out yeah and i think that Haley atwell's performance of grace works very well for that you know like Mm -hmm. yeah very believable and and pulls it off well and again the chemistry there between her and tom especially i mean come on now we handcuff the two of them together oh yeah go through the romantic streets of rome together (laughs) it was perfect yeah well they had that little bit where I don't totally remember. They're walking out of a door and like mm-hmm. he like they like flip. I think they ditch the old car and they flip their arms around each other and then like it co- brings them down holding hands. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Well, so it reminds me a lot of the Tomorrow Never Dies from James Bond. Yes. Mm. Where um, 
uh, Michelle Yeoh Yeo yeah. and Pierce Brosnan are handcuffed together, and they're having to kind of decide yep. who's going to drive yeah. it and whatever, which is phenomenal. I love that dynamic. It's like it immediate sexual tension. Yes. It yeah. works a little better there just because both of them are extremely competent. Dri- like, this is where my complaint came from, right? Yeah. Was they're yeah. both really confident. Like, there is no moment where I'm like, Bond is going to wreck this, or Michelle Yeoh is going to wreck this. Yeah, because you with, know that they're both like peak. Yeah, like they're secret they're agent. There. Yeah. Whereas with the way they portrayed Grace a little bit was she's like a little, she's a little almost doofy did, behind did the wheel. Yeah, yeah, like it's like yeah. do you not? You lived in like Europe your whole life. You still have a driver's license. I mean, like, it's possible. I, mean, I don't possible, know. Maybe, yeah. maybe. they, they, they have, have really excuse. good public transportation. He, he could which way goes like, forward? Yeah, he could have been like, "Have you never driven before?" She's like, "No, I ride public transit. Then I can steal from people. Right? I have a bunch of passports in my purse, not driver's licenses." Yeah. yeah, like that would have been a great line. I want to shout out uh, Henry Zerny coming oh, back as Kittredge. Yeah, back. Dude, Kittredge is just like his portrayal as Kittredge is so good. Well, again, I want to give a, a huge shout out to the fact, just like we said with Michael Keaton and Flash, right? Mm-hmm. Like this guy stepped back into this role after 26 years and nailed every Kittredge. Yeah, just felt like Kittredge. Yeah, because there's so many times where we have like these revisits of like a franchise where they bring a character back and the, yeah. they just they they don't feel the same as they used to. Yeah, you know, because you know you know so many years reason, have passed. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, and he's he's always been good. Like almost watching these films, all I feel like is I'm just watching Robert Ritter from Clear and Present Danger, <laughs> and he's been promoted. He's made it yeah. further up the chain in CIA, and now yeah. he's just this guy. It's like yeah. the same. Like if they if in the first Mission Impossible, he had just his name had just been like Mr. Ritter. I'd be like, oh, they're Jack Ryan and Ethan Hunt live in the same universe. Confirm. Let's, let's go. Also, Vanessa Kirby, she uh, did really uh, good. Yeah, I was about to. Okay, sorry. Call her out. No, no, yeah. it's fine. I mean, she's fantastic. Like, she yeah. has very much, because she is Max's daughter from the first mm-hmm. film, which yeah. I really like, that kind of tie-in, which we talked about in Fallout, but then... Yeah, they do that slight nod in Fallout, and this one they straight oh, up... Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, if you didn't pick up on this, <laughs> yeah. figure it out. They nerd. look at the screen. <laughs> but, she, like, her playing essentially two different versions of her character yeah. is really impressive. Well, she did really good. And yeah. that's, that's actually, I think, where Mission Impossible gets really fun is you have these moments where, like, Ethan Hunt puts on the mask, but now it's just more time for, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman to be on screen. Yeah. Do it yeah. playing a different... So, like, it's... You, you get him these, playing Tom Cruise, playing, playing him. him. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, like, you get... <laughs> if you're going to hire these actors who are really good at acting, yeah. you just Let get... Them act. You get a chance to basically say, hey, you get to play two roles. This yeah. Time. Hey, yeah. you get to, you, this is what you're going to impersonate yourself. Which cool. as an actor, like, you know, you, pr- I would yeah. assume you look forward to that. Yeah, right? I, oh, yeah. I think yeah. that that would be one, of, one, you get more screen time out of it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's more, almost more gratifying because you get to play both sides of the coin in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I, every time that they do that play where like, again, they did the scene here where, uh, Grace is putting the mask on and the camera spins and now it's just not yeah. Haley Atwell yeah. anymore. It's just literally Vanessa, uh, Kirby, Vanessa yeah. Kirby. With brown eyes. Yeah. yeah. With brown eyes. Yeah. So, like, I feel like they, like, that play throughout the franchise has worked well because every time they do it, they've chosen actors who can handle who the, can do that, that, dual, that yeah. dual role well. Yeah. Um, also, you know, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, back again. Classic. Both do really well. Yeah. You know, nothing like I don't think that I, I don't think beyond. they gave Ving Rhames more than... I mean, he has much a, to work he with. He literally has no. a line where he's like, I have to go off to his closed off room by myself now. And he's just gone for the rest of the movies. All right. Well, y'all just, y'all are like, we're only paying Ving Rhames for half a film. <laughs> yeah. You see him looking at his watch and at the director. Yeah. They're, they're paying him to ex- 
um, to create exposition for the AI. Well, he does I, it well, though. Well, does, and and yeah. also to pop back in, you know, to save the day in the next film yeah. with the code solved or whatever. Mm-hmm. Presumably, so yeah. It's interesting because to me, I've always felt like they're like uh, Luther and Benji's characters kind of conflicted because it's kind of like having two the, tech guys. Yeah, they, they have two different. And they've kind of struggled. Like you see it more uh, in this film, too, where Benji kind of does the rabbit run. He gets out and does something yeah. on the side. Yeah. And so they've kind of struggled to separate them mm-hmm. to kind of keep their roles. I like that they kind of talked about it in this though. They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they were like, the they were kind of here. batting an eye at it. Like which one of us is better at programming? Either, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Carrie L was just, Oh. Basically, in his like you know, I was like, most of is his that career, Carrie yeah, in most of his career, he's on. played a class A dirtbag. He does it <laughs> so well. He's got that just attitude, the like mm-hmm. smugness. And then w- with this one, it's less the smugness, and it's more of a like, I'll do whatever it takes, you know, oh, to yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, achieve. I'm, I'm here to be yeah. as greasy as possible. Yeah, but, I mean, like it's funny because most people's exposure to Carrie is Princess Bride. Right, like, he is not in any way, shape, or form a dirtbag. No, in that it's film. like and the one every, role he has. Like, like, like every other casting director would be like, yeah, you know, you're you could be a pretty good leading man, but. Have you considered being a dirtbag <laughs> <laughs> in real life or on screen? <laughs> uh, I also really liked Asaya Asaya Morales. Esai Morales. Esai Morales. Yeah, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. Was he did. He did great. Excellent. He has was, that I've, screen presence. I've oh, seen yeah. him in some stuff, and I was looking at his IMDb, and it's like mostly like TV stuff. Yeah. And I'm like this guy needs to be in like a lot more. He's got. Yeah. He's got presence on. He has that the command of a room kind of thing going mm-hmm. on, where he's like. Yeah, I, I walked he, into a room full of other people, and I know I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is in control pretty much at all oh. all points. Which yeah. is, again, it's the Philip Seymour Hoffman thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same type of villain, and that's what I want from yeah. this kind of villain. Well, and even uh, you know Lane from the last movie, like he had that same like the air of like I'm not worried because I know exactly how this is mm-hmm. going to shake out. You yeah, know? and he he really had that going, mm-hmm. especially in that one meeting with him and like uh, the White Widow. Oh and everybody, yeah, with everybody mm-hmm. in the like room. he's just so calm, and yep. then like. You know, when Ethan's like, he's scared. You know, <laughs> no one sees him, but he's terrified. He's terrified, yeah. yeah. We also have to talk about, you know, our main man, Tom Cruise. Yeah, we yeah. kind of, we kind of danced around like, oh, yeah, this person with Ethan. This person with Ethan. Well, because, like, what at about this Ethan? point, like, he's he, a known quantity. He's a known quantity, and really, he's played Ethan, you know, for so long. Competently oh, and effectively years, yeah. for, like, 27 <laughs> years. He doesn't do anything in this that's, like, like groundbreaking. Yeah. But he's... Perfectly fine. Well, yeah. I think the the real issue would be if we brought up like, well, we got to talk about Tom Cruise because what's going on with this? Then it would be like, hey, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's yeah. just we just expect it and we can just talk about everybody else around him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does great. All right, let's move on to the score by Lauren Balfi. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? It's excellent. It is fantastic, and I think it's such a good soundtrack just because it like he is consistently building on top of whatever has already existed and just right. turning it into something new while also still keeping the same general theme, mm-hmm. right. which is very similar to what, like, John Williams and stuff does, you know, for, like, Star Wars yeah. and everything well, and Indiana Jones. These are Jones. kind of long-term, long-term franchises. Yeah, you don't so, necessarily get to reference that a lot for other, mm-hmm. you know, non-Star yeah. Wars, or et cetera. Yeah, and because of that, like, because obviously he hasn't done all the music for all seven films, he's only done the last two, and it really yeah. shows that he's just taken what already existed and just turned it into something really well, I mean, they're taking really the from the 60s yeah. here and, and making things happen with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Not just for the intro and the outro, but also, like, it kind of seeding it throughout the film. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, he... Like, you know, we said in the trivia that he he looked for that top secret drum corps to add, like, a different mm-hmm. sound to it. Yeah. And I feel like he did the same thing with Fallout, where, like, there was um, 
it was some kind of drum. I can't remember what it mm-hmm. was, but it was like featured prominently in a lot. Of, so it, it during takes, the uh, the running sequences, especially yeah, running. Yeah. yeah, like he takes what's there and then he adds like a flavor to it. So mm-hmm. it's still true to what's going on because you know anytime you run into like an iconic theme song or something that's very like, I know how this should sound. You don't want to like change it so much that it like it's not distinct anymore. Yeah, it loses yeah. that flavor. You well, want. and and then you don't also want to overuse it. Because then right. it loses its punch because, like, uh, particularly for really long-running franchises, mm-hmm. uh, you have these kind of emotional connections to, like, certain scenes from other films that have right. that music in it. And if you use it incorrectly, then it's just not going to uh, tell your audience the thing that you want to tell them. Yeah. Well, and it's it's also kind of, like, phoning it in, like, temp music-wise, yeah. where they're like, well, I want this to sound like an Indiana Jones film. And John Williams is just like, here, have my score from Last Crusade. Well, you know, like, right. that's just yeah. the truth like the laziness play yeah so they they did disney did this with um right or rise of skywalker that's Which a movie one? the um, last one yeah the last one yeah rise of skywalker yeah, yeah rise of Sky- okay um they did that to where they they had like whoever was doing the audio choices mm-hmm. had like the like luke and leia's theme during yoda's theme and yoda's theme and the force theme and something completely different with like c3po they're just making salad yeah, like, yeah. yeah it was they're just like this is star wars we're gonna put it here because that sounds good and it's like no like because these themes have so much meaning right. to the other eight films that have come before it that you can't use it you here need to separate right. these out yeah. you need to use these the right moment yeah. and and this is yeah. not one of those cases like they right. actually utilize a lot of the the themes and stuff that he's done and yeah. have already existed to like really great effect, I think. Yeah, I want to play a track called Curtain Call. It's the the credit song, it's basically mm-hmm. the last song, and it really does a good job of showing off the the top secret drum core. And yeah. again, using the main theme. Yeah, I mean, that's just straight up drum core right there. Yeah. Well, but then in just a second, you get the horns coming. Oh yeah. In. Yeah. Once the horns hit, it really is step. Like the drum core, you can listen to that and be like, that's just a drum core. And when the yeah. horns hit, you're like, okay, this is Mission yeah. Impossible. Right. Well, and then you get the, the main theme in here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and the best part though is, is that the thing that always bothered me about other Mission Impossible films is yeah. that like this theme, I want it to last longer than what right. it normally does because it has like the bum Usually at the it's end. just that opening credits. Like, so right, like right here. here. Uh-huh. And then it keeps going, and it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this feels like, to me, this is the version of this song that, like, every, you know, college band in America is going to be trying to play at halftime shows. Oh, because absolutely, it's like, yeah. It's just perfect for, like, the drum line really and, like, is. the horn section. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this soundtrack. I, I, I haven't listened fantastic. to all of it, but, like, there were so many points during oh, and the they movie. do a really mm-hmm. good job because I mean it's a pretty tense movie. Yeah, I and mean, you know my wife showed and, me and her watch midway through the tension. Yeah, well she showed me the watch <laughs> midway through where it was like you should take it relax take a moment. You know? <laughs> uh, but like they do like the several bits where it's like like it just builds and builds and you're like oh man yeah well because like that's the big thing about these kind of films if you have bad music or bad audio mixing and and you have these action sequences particularly with Marvel films yeah. you don't get that <laughs> level of tension that yeah. this kind mm. of like holds on to you because the music is so key to these scenes yeah well it's like in in the marvel films where alan silvestri is actually doing the music yeah. and stuff you feel like oh man they've really like matched this scene with some good do music. you want to know why endgame is so good <laughs> it's, it's alan silvestri, alan silvestri. <laughs> yeah. yeah like 100 yeah. yeah but like th- this movie has basically cemented 
my appreciation for Lauren Balfi. Like oh, I already yeah. thought dude was great. Like when we did D and D, you know, we were reviewing it. I was like, man, a lot of this music is yeah, good. It's all it's fire here. Yeah. And then when I realized he did fallout, I was like, Ooh, and we reviewed fallout recently. <laughs> I was like, man, his music's good. Now this, I'm like, this is the guy to watch for me. Like he's yeah. one of my favorite he's, up and he's, coming. Yeah, right? He's been around forever. He's been around for a while. But like his he's finally getting rising. a lot of exposure. Yeah. 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 So I will say too, not necessarily score related, but mm-hmm. kind of sound design. Yeah. Uh, their approach to the representation of the entity with like the little <laughs> noise. Yeah. Cause you know, like, well, especially back, if we go back into the nineties and early two thousands, when movie directors are like, I want to show cyberspace. Digital. It's like <laughs> yeah. time to like fly through 3d buildings. Yeah. In a, you know, yeah. Like, it just didn't work. Right. And the, here we get a little bit of that where it's kind of like when, like when they first introduced like, what is this? Like Winamp? Like mm-hmm. what's going on here? <laughs> uh, but you, you add in the sound and like, you can play that sound at other bits. Cause like we have, you know, yeah. like the, the meeting at the, the gala where it's yeah. basically like a, you know, John wick rave, mm-hmm. all the expensive right. people. Everyone yeah. really uh, likes the John wick rave. Hey man, if you're do. in Europe, like <laughs> I just got just how they do it over there. I guess in Rome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but like they're, they're doing, you know, basically kind of the electronica rave type lighting yeah. and yeah. Then it forms into that, the entity shape. Mm-hmm. I think that worked better than the initial Russian sub bit where I was literally just like, this is what I am. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing too, and I'll definitely say this, and I, I, I really try not to just like rail on Indiana Jones and Dial of Disappointment. <laughs> and yeah, hey, yeah, we're here, here we're, we are. In it. we're in it. Yeah. Uh, the so they had terrible dialogue audio mixing for Indiana Jones mm. for me. Like there okay. were multiple scenes that I just like you just couldn't hear anyone what they were saying. I don't think I had that issue in my. It screen, may have been my but... theater. Our theater for for Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. you could hear every single line of dialogue. Are you in IMAX, right? Like me? Yeah. You just, the volume's just screaming at you yeah, so you loud, you can't help but hear anything. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. Too bad. Oh, well, actually, no. It's actually while we're here mm-hmm. talking about sound design and since we're in the score, yeah. there were way too many train whistles in this film. Oh my god! There gosh. were a lot there the at the bit, end. Yeah. The bit where he set the the guy's body up to blow the whistle, I was like. <laughs> And like it like rocked. I was like, that's gonna get on my nerves. That's right. That'd get on my nerves. He should have looked at the audience like fourth wall breaking and just be like, gotcha. Deal with it. Like, You're stuck here with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not locked in here with you. You're, You're locked, locked in, in here, here with me. Yeah, there was a lot of train whistles. Yeah, there yeah. were. There were. <laughs> okay, let's uh, yeah, like and no one in the in the the you know, the passenger cars See, is like going thought, like what's this guy doing on this I, whistle? I thought that it was gonna be one of those things where it kept like every time the train starts to rock as yeah. it's going faster on the curves, it goes off. And so like that's like the signal to them of like like oh, like it's a it's a We've got this many more walk. curves. Behind. Yeah, like a dangerous yeah. moment to walk. And they just didn't play off that. It was just, here's another whistle. Hey, you <laughs> yeah. know what? It's been kind of tense for a minute. Let's blow that whistle. Like, well, oh, my gosh. Well, that's yeah. the thing is, like, it does amp the tension up because you yeah. have that really high pitch. Yeah. And you're just like. <laughs> the AI told him to do it. Like, you know, that, we can't really well, blame had, him. You know, he had the, the face rejuvenation mask where he's talking to the AI in the mm-hmm. casket or whatever. And then it's just like, the AI is like, here's how to disable the train brakes. Here's how to disable the train engine. Here's how you make the whistle go off a lot. Why do I want to do that? The people will hate it. <laughs> the AI's like, don't question it. Just well, do like, it. But earlier in the movie, Ethan Hunt says, like, he, he doesn't just want people to die. He wants them to suffer. And like, oh, yeah, I see it right here. Yeah. We understand I feel now. it, Ethan. I feel, I feel it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's transition from there. Woo-woo into plot. And let's yeah. talk about the name, the entity. Who wants mm, to take it? That's a dumb name. So... I'm, I'm of they, two they minds. They said it, it way too many times. They said it way too many times, number one. 
I don't love it, but I think in the world we've created where there is a place, a, a group called the syndicate and a group called the apostles, it works. I mean, yeah, sure. It's the it, same, it's the like, same, the something, the something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So like, I get it from that standpoint of like, it doesn't feel out of place in the mission impossible universe. It's just a silly name. It just still, it's like, okay, guys. Yeah. Like, there's no way this did not exist on the 60s show. Can we just show. call this the <laughs> GFS 3000 and like, I'd yeah. be more happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, or honestly, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like the entity just sounds like too supernatural to or me. It's almost just like they really wanted to say cyberspace, yeah. and they couldn't say like, cyberspace because it sounds like just said the AI. 2000. It could have just been called like Job or like you're know, from the first. Or, like, it yeah. had like a weird code name. Well, give yeah. it, give it something like like a Revelations type thing where it's like an end of the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Work. Yeah, well, like the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse or something. I don't but know. I guess I don't the, give it something. Yeah, the difference is no one named it. It's an amalgamation of it, like it made multiple. It, we named yeah. it famine. Why did you name it famine? Yeah, like yeah. didn't you know that you name it that <laughs> things are gonna go yeah. bad? Yeah. <laughs> we we named it after I don't know one of the plagues of Egypt. Like, and then you released upon the so you released a plague. On the, do you people not understand huh, how the that? Yeah. U.S. government <laughs> look like? Name it really chill, bro. Are, are like, we, what are you doing? Are we the baddies? Name you know, it the like, dude. Yeah. yeah, the dude abides. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so plot wise, my my big issue with this was. Mm-hmm. That Luther and Simon didn't really get to do. They just kind of existed. A lot. Yeah. Or a Benji. I mean, sorry. I liked Benji. the airport yeah. scene. I've, I liked no, their was, back and that forth was, there. Yeah, that's that a was good a great start. And then they just kind they of just fade away. Didn't really do anything yeah. else. And I didn't like that Luther was just like, I'm the exposition dump for everyone in the theater. Constantly. Every single Constantly. scene I'm in. It's yeah. like, but you need to do the thing to stop the entity because the entity can see the thing because the entity can right. also do that. And it's like, stop. We, we know. One. Yeah. <laughs> like, say the entity once and then just say it. After yeah. That. Stop. But he said the, the entity, entity a lot. Well, and on top of that, like, I, I think the amount of this is exposition. All entertainment, not plot, but whatever. It's whatever. No, it's, it's plot. It's because they. That's absolutely plot. They're over explaining yeah. a lot That's of the okay. stuff. Show, show, don't tell. Don't yeah. tell, don't show. I think they were probably, and again, we, we struggle with this or. Like we've talked about this with multiple movies of mm-hmm. like these movies made for like an international audience mm-hmm. of like are they trying to make it crystal like, clear home. Yeah. what's going yeah. home so that no matter what language you're watching this mm-hmm. in Cruise Cruise watches no, his Chinese money right Chinese people to understand how this goes <laughs> I mean clearly the international box office is doing they're him doing very doing well great. I was yeah. gonna say and it's working so. <laughs> <laughs> the entity knows <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I agree that like. Like, like you said earlier before the spoiler wall, Stephen, like uh, the plot doesn't fit together as nicely as some of the other it ones. It's, it's not together. as linear. Well, and yeah. also, there, so there was an issue towards the later parts of the film where mm-hmm. I thought something would happen because of how other things have gone, right? So yeah. it's the moment where Benji is in his car and he switches it over to auto drive and then he's changed his seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, oh, seat, this is a bad move. Right? Yeah. So he buckles his seatbelt, yada, yada, yada. And I looked at that, and I was like, everything we've set up up to this point is that the technology will fail. And I was like, but because it's a BMW, I know it can't. Yeah, because BMW is always the good guy. Doesn't it's allow the same, it, yeah. It's the same yeah. problem as, like, Apple. this person pulls an iPhone out. Well, they're not a villain. 
Yeah. Because Apple right. won't allow Apple villains, won't allow to, have villains to hold iPhones. So, like, as soon as this other dude walks in the room and pulls out a Samsung, like, I found the villain. <laughs> we all suspect the dude with the iPhone, but that's not, like, it's, yeah. it's yeah. a recurring problem with just movie productions. Just yeah. because of sponsors. Right. It's, it's, it's the like, meta factor. But, like, yeah. That, yeah. that moment happens with Benji, and, like, that is a golden moment for something to go wrong with, again, mm-hmm. the over-reliance on technology. Yeah. And it just doesn't happen. They may have very well had a scene with that, and, and BMW, BMW may have been like, uh-huh. like absolutely not. Not for all we know. Yeah. yeah. They could have got into editing and had to cut that out. Um, so, okay, I have a question. Okay. Um, and this was something that kind of, like, I probably, if I watched it the second time, I maybe get it. I think you like, might be about to say the same thing um, I was about to. Well, okay, so in the meeting, yeah. and they're they're all kind Did of going be back. Be specific, and, you know, which meeting? Uh, the meeting with, Ga- like, White Widow, Gabriel, okay, okay. All right. and yeah. all of them. They're all talking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, you got to choose, Ethan. It's either Grace or, or Elsa or Ilsa. Ilsa. Yeah. And um, you just got to figure it out. And then, mm-hmm. like, there doesn't really seem to be anything that's stopping them from, like, engaging him on the bridge. What do you mean engaging him? Like, like, fighting him on the bridge? Well, they do fight yeah. him. But, no, there, there is nothing that is stopping them from, like, going a different direction. Oh, like what you're saying, there's like, no real reason for them to have to continue this fight on the bridge. Correct. You could like right. step on the bridge, but Gabriel's here. He pulled a knife. I'm leaving. So that, yeah. that was my, I pulled a gun. <laughs> my, my thing was a, a, a slight adjustment to that was like, I understand uh, Grace's like motivations. Yeah, I got to get out of here. The key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When she gets to the bridge, I thought. She's going to turn and go the, back the other way. Like, yeah. why would you continue well, to well, go across the bridge? Why would also, you engage? She's been so yeah. interested in her own self-survival. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like her motivations are all about, at this point, me, 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 me. Why would she, unless she thinks there's actually money in it, which she doesn't believe at this point. Right. Yeah. It's self-preservation. Like, like she sat in the meeting where the dude said, one of these two women will die. Like, oh, I'm going to approach him. He seems like a stand-up guy. Yeah, so, no. I think all we needed was a little bit more of a, like, there's only and, and, one and way out, oomph. and it's across this bridge. Right. Like, yeah. I can't like, go like, back. I needed yeah. a reason for why she we, couldn't we just need, turn around. We need the four-way chase of earlier where she's being hounded by something to this point. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, he's waiting for her because he knows the outcome. Yeah. It's calculated. Right? Well, that, it's that's like, the thing like yeah. that. I was like, but they're, like, just turn around. Just turn, go the other way. Go back to Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she's yeah. running. Knife. She's running from Ethan. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get it. But then when you, you know, self-preservation, she doesn't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. You get to the bridge. It's like, I pick Ethan. I turn around and run right yeah. back yeah. immediately. You know I choose. You know? I choose differently. I well, thought what they were going to do was have uh, Ilsa come up on the other side and like save her at the last mm-hmm. second. You know, like there. And they, they kind of did that, but it was but, like, but the it was fight not is much more over. Like it needed to right. like, yeah. I don't know. It was just really weird. That, uh, that was the one part of the plot that mm-hmm. I think was like a, they, they could have given me more reasoning for, for why for, she had to go across that bridge and why, why she Elsa had, to, had to fight him besides just her trying to kill him right. just to stop everything from happening, which I get like, that's part of her character. Yeah. I still don't like that. They fridged her like, no. It, yeah. I was it, a little disappointed. I, especially after they kind of do the initial rope a dope about her dying at the start of the film. Yeah. And then yeah. to go back to that, like that's already kind of a tug. And mm-hmm. then to go back to that, like it's the mask thing, right? That mm-hmm. MI does, where it's oh, this person's dead. Like MI two does it. Yeah, this person's yeah. dead, and he's right here. He's vulnerable. He's gonna be killed, and it's like oh, the mask reveal. Like I get they kind of went for that with mm-hmm. the whole she's been marked deceased, but at the same time, you already did the whole Ilsa's died play. Doing it again later in the film just kind of feels silly. Yeah, or well, something. It, it, I don't know. It's more like I understand like on a certain level why they did it because like. 
they're trying to make it to where Ethan wants to kill this guy. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, there, yeah. there should be it, um, it closes all the doors, yeah. all the avenues. It, well, it, there should be that temptation from Ethan not to spare his life for mm-hmm. the sake of the mission, but I need to kill him because he killed Elsa, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's killed so many people. You know, yeah. I've lost he so many people. Curled, in my he already life. killed his like. Whoever, whoever that was, yeah, yeah. We don't, I don't know first. if we ever get a name, but early girlfriend, whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like we already have pretty good motivation there, right? And the dude just made a reappearance, and it's kind of been, like in the airport scene with the the glasses, where he's kind of playing with his mind, yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't know that we necessarily needed it. And again, in terms of like, would I like to see Ilsa's character in another movie? Yes. So, right. like, as to my to my extent of this, it didn't feel like it was. Like, I don't know. It's weird because, like, you need character death to put stakes right. on the field. That's what I was getting at, but, but I understand felt, why they did it. It almost but... felt fake or something. It didn't feel it as... Didn't, it didn't feel as impactful as you would we want needed, it to We be. didn't feel as earned. She needed yeah. to go down. Like, if we've built up that there's kind of a relationship between her and Cruz mm-hmm. or Hunt, then you know what we need? We need her to go down saving Hunt. Yeah. Not yeah, the to random he, chick that she's seen yeah. twice. Like, yeah, where he's fighting, you know, yeah. Gabriel. Like maybe Grace Grace is fighting Gabriel, then Hunt Ethan enters shows the scene, yeah. but he's been beat up in the mm-hmm. alley fight, and he's not up to the task, and she steps in and dies saving him. Yeah, yeah. Then, it, then it's then, a whole different thing. Boom, totally worth yeah. it. Total, huge payoff. Yeah, and well, w- worth it is a... It's a, so yeah, it's a the, better, better, the better way to make it worth better. it would have been if we you know they talk about like this is my first time in uh, Venice or whatever yeah. she says to him, and then we get to see a little bit of a date. Yeah, like a, like we kind of get hinted mm-hmm. at it when they arrive at the party, mm-hmm. but it's like I want to see what y'all do in those like the two yeah. hours between there. Like right. if we could have gotten a little bit of like emotional oh, connection, they yeah. they finally after you know in three movies have gotten a you know an emotional mm-hmm. avenue to actually be together. Then you have the scene and then where she yeah, makes the sacrifice. She makes the sacrifice because again, like yeah. it's just it's her sacrificing herself for really the greater it's, good. It's technically really, the mission, yeah, yeah. The greater yeah. good. Yeah. But it feels like a sacrifice for Grace, which does. doesn't have the same payoff as if the greater good and Hunt, Hunt. Yeah. wind up together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's. It's it does not it's not a it's, it's weird it's not a minor the, quibble yeah it's the weakest part of the film I think yeah I would say so yeah but well, especially because again he pulled a knife okay well I'm just gonna leave yeah <laughs> like, right so you didn't bring a gun okay bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> just making sure you shooting now you're not you're not no, I'm no, leaving go. okay I'm yeah. gonna walk away <laughs> yeah like until you start to run I'm I'll, walking I'm gonna move briskly no yeah. I will say though that both of the the knife fights that they have on the, on the bridge, bridge they're are good fights oh very good yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like really well done well and I think to an extent I, like so the the choice it was really weird because we had these sequences all together so the choice mm-hmm. for the fight on the bridge where it's a even though it's a bridge it's a pretty big bridge pretty wide bridge yeah right so open they really get to make a lot of moves we get a wide angle you can see oh, yeah. a lot of the fighting and then we also have Ethan fighting in the alleyway that's like the width of his shoulders. The most cramped. It's like and the it's, juxtaposition you almost. Couldn't even, yeah. yeah, you couldn't even fit a camera in there. Like if we had just gotten like a shot top down of that alleyway mm-hmm. and then he fights like that for a little bit, it would have felt more like choreographed. Oh, I don't yeah, think it would be really cool. Yeah. It wouldn't opposed, have been as claustrophobic though. Well, because yeah. well, it was such a, like it's almost like they put the camera at butt height yeah. at a Dutch angle and then we cut from one side of the alley to the other. And I was like, I don't even know where the other dude is and all this. Is he dead? Like, what happened to him? Oh, there he is. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I don't I mean, when they 
got to that part in the IMAX theater, it took up the full frame. And and I was like, back and how forth? do you even fit an IMAX camera in, in that this. alleyway? Like, they got a really huge. long lens. So, yeah. the, so the, the truth is the alleyway is really narrow, but they have it's wide up to that point, so they, just, they can only bring it to this point. I can't go past here, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So the, the other thing, too, and this is, I guess, kind of spectacle all the way back, Yeah. but um, I really like the difference of fighting styles that Ilsa has compared to like basically her male counterparts, because essentially, you know, she is a a skinny female that is going to be underweighted against a lot of these, Mm -hmm. these guys. And she fights with essentially like judo and holds and stuff to try and subdue them. She's going to crawl up you like a ladder and she's going to get that leg. She's done that in a couple of movies now. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. It's good moves. I like that. They're consistent with it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like her style. Mm -hmm. Um, so on, while we're on plot, there was a um, article I saw. So Tom Cruise was, uh, I guess, with him and Christopher McQuarrie when they were like talking about this movie. He refused to end this movie on a cliffhanger, a big cliffhanger. He told okay. the director it has got to be satisfying, which is interesting because I was gonna say you know Fast X like had like a pretty big right like, now, super hot cliffhanger, right now, yeah. But this was supposed to come out like three Forever. years ago, yeah, so true. like I, they weren't thinking about the cliffhangers mm-hmm. now. But like. I do appreciate that he was like, no, th- I don't want this to be like. He wanted it to be a complete story that yeah. you could watch it without having to have to watch the next one. Right. And I also think it's a good move they did that because now that they're not filming back to back. You don't know how we would have the gone break from is. 57 year old Tom Cruise to 60 ever how yeah. old Tom Cruise in like the next scene. If you watch him back to back. Yeah. So now yeah. they actually have some yeah. kind of. There's, there's um, room for a couple years to pass yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like. Time of some sort. Yeah. yeah, so that that may change quite a bit of what they're planning on doing, doing. for the story. Yeah, which I, I like the idea of like having this nuclear sub with the with like it's like the core part of the AI mm-hmm. like sunk at the bottom of the Baltic Sea or whatever. So, so yeah. I or Bering Strait. Bering Strait. So I almost I didn't start with a B. I, same difference. This is the, we'll bring this same up place. This plot piece because of <laughs> what was actually like the pressure that was going on, right? Because mm-hmm. I almost felt like it wasn't just that there was the core part of the AI; it was also kind of like guilt implicating the U.S. government in essentially it, basically starting World War III. Yes. A little bit, yeah. Oh, so yeah, like, no, well, with Carrie Elwes' well. character, like, being mm-hmm. on the train to try and, like, he's Dur- like... Durlington or something Yeah, like it's like, I'm yeah. the only one that knows. And I'm like, cool, now you're dead. <laughs> I, I also, I really like that twist. Dinlinger was his name. Dinlinger, that was <laughs> Even it. worse. Whatever his name was, it's terrible. <laughs> I had to look uh, it But I really so like Kel- that Carrie Elwes' name. Where yeah. Gabriel is just kind of like, so you're saying you're the only one. Perfect. Yeah. You know? yeah. When uh, that dude says to you, so you're the only one, you run immediately. Yeah, he's got a knife. <laughs> oh, like man. He's got a gun. And when, when he turned to Paris and uh-huh. it's like, and you're going to tell him because he spared you. And you're like, wait, what? And then it pans out. You're like, oh, he stabbed her in the heart. That's so rude. Yeah. Or like right like up into the room. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's so rude. What um, a twist. That, that was a good twist. So yeah. I, like the, that. I, I do think that like, and, well, and then her coming back mm-hmm. to, I wish that they would have shown her making moving, her way, making her way up to the front. Or like, way or, or, or like she like so made it to the bar and was like putting alcohol on the, like a very John Wick thing. Yeah. Put alcohol on the wound. <laughs> and she's just, yeah. And then she and, takes a shot then, of it. And then, yeah. And she takes a slug and she's yeah. just like, ah. And the whole train starts going like, okay, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is worse. Yeah. Cause that, that would have been better than her just showing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do, they may have shot that again. And yeah. We're in a long movie at this point. Movie, yeah. They could have like cut that for, mm-hmm. for time. But I also do really like. One, that, that her character is presumably preserved because they say, oh, she's got a heartbeat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But also, the uh, collection service 
duo. Mm-hmm. Really, like from the they start, were good. from the start of the film, yeah. they were kind of an antagonist force. Yeah. And then midway through, we have a very Fast X moment where we have the fight on the bridge in Fast uh-huh. X. Yeah. And we have the same thing here where she, they're like confronting each other, and then uh, Paris is just like, "I have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot things." And then we have the flip where it's like, "Okay, well now we're on the same side." Yeah. And then we have, and I don't remember their names. But we have the the younger guy, the young buck. Briggs and um, I get it right here, Degas. Degas is yeah. the young guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Briggs is so so we have Degas where he's kind of like, are we the baddies? You know, like <laughs> right. he's like he's like, hey, I'm in this, you know, to do good things. Like, and where yeah. Briggs is kind of more yeah. like the. It's uh, just the hard disenfranchised. Yeah, yeah you, know, like you have that moment where he's like, "No one should have that power." Huh? huh. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Back up. Mm. Wait, 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 hold Problem. on. I'm worried about this. Yeah, uh, now that I'm thinking it through. Yeah. Well, but then also the the exchange with Kitridge on the train, where he's like, "Well, I, I'm not officially here." And like, "Well, like everyone to the everyone to the back, everyone to the What's back." What's going on? What's going on? Well, sir, you're not officially here. This doesn't concern you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like, Whoa. I, I really did like the plot justification for um, Ethan doing the base jump. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Where, yeah. where you know he, he speeds up the train, so he misses the train. Yeah, and then like the whole go up there where Benji's like, nope, just keep going. He's yeah. like, are you sure? Are I keep. You, when yeah. am I gonna go down? I'm going up oh, the mountain. Where's the you'll, down? You'll go down pretty soon. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, I gotta get away from this mountain. He's looking around. He sees that peak. Yeah, and he's just like, ah. <laughs> well, I also do like that side of Ethan Hunt as a character where he's not just like, heck yeah, punch it. He's like, huh. Yeah, uh, well, this he's doesn't like, feel good. I gotta make yeah. it work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Johnny on the spot rescue was maybe at that point just because we've already raised a lot of objections. To how oh, hard this is, yeah, that does bother me. Yeah, maybe a little much, but at the same time, felt really good. It did <laughs> when he comes through that window and just slams him into yeah. the wall. Like, yeah, it, it, it not only felt good, but it, it added a little bit of comedy. Yeah. to yeah. that scene. So like, I'll forgive it, but it was kind of like convenient. It was a little, a little much. too convenient. Well, and yeah. also. I hit a point somewhere through this film where it's just like, is Ethan Hunt just like a really big white knight? Like, kind of. I guess. All, and also, there, not to continue this theory, <laughs> but there is also a bit there where it was like he's he's like befriended, made peace with Ilsa. Uh-huh. He's working on Grace. The White Widow is kind of in his corner, and now Paris is coming around. I was like, "Am I watching a harem anime? What's going on right now?" I mean, he did because I'm here for it. Possible too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, that's right. Ah. Speaking mm. of like the the convenient save there on the train where he comes mm-hmm. through the window. Yeah, the better one was the motorcycle when Haley Atwell is okay, like pinned no, down. No, no, I was don't care. Fantastic. I love that. Motorcycle. I loved that part. We're, yeah. like, we're in the car and the motorcycle just goes by and takes two. You like, just see yes! these two guys go, like, and you're like, oh no, he, he's coming in hot. He's here. <laughs> yeah, then he shows up on the other side. He's like, roll yeah. the window down. <laughs> Well, he great. like puts the dude's head through the window. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so okay, after we before we move from plot to entertainment, we're getting mm-hmm. close, we're getting to, close it here. to it. Yeah. yeah, we see how it ends. Where, Where do we, we think it here? goes in the next one? I mean, okay, that, so so what I hold on, I got a stat of it. Yeah, go ahead. What I see here is Tom Cruise is like, you know, I set that record for underwater holding my breath. And oh, boy. Then James Cameron <laughs> showed up like a jerk. Boys, put me in the bearing straight. Oh, yeah, and he's going to go like, he's going to do the longest free dive. Under, under the ice pack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something. Well, yeah, so, I mean, we'll we'll talk about stunts here in just a second for, um, <laughs> sure. for entertainment. entertainment yeah. mm-hmm. But for the story, you know, if Paris is alive, and but he did, we already got the information that he needs. We got the needs. necessary, we have the name mm-hmm. and then it's a saw. 
club. And technically, the key is in the hands of the correct the good guys yeah. right, right now. Yeah. But no, clearly the AI is still going to do whatever it's going to do so that like right. the time, and, the well, clock and, is and ticking. And Gabriel is still in play. Yes. He's not, he was yeah. not, you know, thrown off a train mm-hmm. or, you know, there was no sudden abrupt, he's definitely dead guys. Yeah. Moment, right. Yeah. Which also I really liked where he checked the watch because yeah. I thought, oh, he's disabled. This is train's ability to stop. And we're going to come to a, a point where it's going to encounter oncoming traffic that it was supposed to pull over for. Yeah. And it was actually just timing this perfect landing into the bed of a truck. And I yeah. was like, wow. Yeah. That is, one, not what I thought was coming up. And two, holy cow, that requires good timing and faith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what? The AI knows all. Like, you know, before he's in the AI, you'd be like, it's all calculated. Just lean down. And you know, the AI was like, can't stress this enough. The second it hits zero, you got to be going back. So how many significant digits does that watch go down to? Yeah. And I was like, I can't be clearer about this. You cannot hesitate a millisecond there are on the this. physics involved, and yeah. we have a train going however 60 yeah, miles an hour or whatever, because, I mean, it's steam engine. It only goes so fast. Yeah. yeah. But it's going fast, and you have to fall off of it basically before you see the road where the truck yeah. is to actually land in the bed. And the bed, so we developed this memory foam. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever in there. So I, I think, to me, like where things go, right? Mm-hmm. You got Ethan and Benji are together. Yeah. Luther's off trying to in figure some stuff out. Yeah, the code. Right. He's going to show up you know, in the last Presumably third or last third. film. Yeah. Or maybe they started off with him, like, I've got something, but we've got to go. And then it's a question well, we have to get we have into. To manually yeah. be there. Yeah. 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 But either way, Luther's coming back at some point, either to save the day or, mm-hmm. you know, to kick things off. You got Ethan and Benji, presumably, you know, again, disavowed <laughs> on the run, right? <laughs> oh, we're um, gonna get it. When we get to entertainment, we're going to get into that one. Yeah. The, um, the idea with Grace is like, so it, are we going to have a situation where Kittredge brings her into the fold and then twists her a little bit to where she's she, kind of like an actual bad so guy. That's, kind of. That's what I'm wondering too is, is Kittredge going to yeah. play like a Hunley where he was not a believer and now he's like all on board in the, the IMF faith. Right. Or is it the reverse where he continues to, he is the actual. He's just Kittredge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, he's just like, Hey, I could become the director. Well, that, of that's the thing. Yeah. Right. Like he could be the actual final, final boss mm-hmm. of, right. of the film or franchise or whatever. Whatever, because yeah. we've had him at the beginning, and he's essentially still been pulling the strings all this time. Mm-hmm. And we've you know. established the initial seed of this AI is a U.S. government project. Yeah, right. Like, we've established, hey, this is our, like, we're the baddies. We're going to cover, like, he's going to cover this mm-hmm. up, whatever it takes, lay the bodies down, yeah. you know. So I, I'm excited to see where they go. Like, I am, too. Um, yeah, I am very interested. Is this going to gonna be the works. last one, we think? No. You think there's, Well, like, probably not. Okay. So, so I feel I like thought, Tom Cruise I is like he was on to go to nine. T- Tom Cruise yeah. said that he is down for as long as they're making money and he has right. ideas for it. And I know that like, he's definitely one of those where like, if he like he, for the biggest time, he was no sequels. And, right, yeah, and yeah. then he, you know, obviously he, he clearly has gotten past that. He said, my paycheck is what? Yeah. I'll do a sequel, <laughs> but I get a percentage. I'll do nine of them. I, I think that he has enough control of over his own product mm-hmm. that he'll hopefully know when to stop. Well, ultimately, yeah. I think if he reaches the point where he's like, hey, I don't feel like I can do the stunts to justify this. Right. That, that's the other thing, and too. I don't think we're coming up with a good enough story then, which, again, is part of why you're like, hey, I want part one to be a satisfying conclusion. I want part mm-hmm. two to be a satisfying conclusion. Yeah. And then if there's another, there's another. If there isn't, hey, we ride out into the sunset. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love it if they would wrap up part two in such a way that it could be the end of the series if they want it to be. If they wanted again, it to be. Yeah. 
as of like well, when he starts filming this one, he'll be 61. Mm-hmm. So he'll probably be like 63 by the time it releases. Assuming 64. that all the strikes and stuff stops. Doesn't right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. another thing. So like if he gets to be yeah, 62 or three before he starts filming, mm-hmm. like just age catches up to you no matter yeah. what you do, you know? So like there's only so many years where he can be doing stunts like this. Yeah. Well, and we've also, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say that it's a good idea because we've seen a lot of franchises try this and it mm-hmm. hasn't worked, but we have laid some seeds for a quote unquote future generation. Yeah. We've got grace, right? Mm-hmm. Going into Which training. I think she's a very good one to carry the torch. Not for bad. Yeah. Character yeah. Wise. She, if nothing yeah. else, unlike our yeah. dial of disappointment, they didn't poison the well with the character. <laughs> yeah, from right. the Go and yeah. kind of the same issue with uh, crystal skull where they kind mm-hmm. of poisoned the mutt well as well. Yeah. The mutt well. The mutt well. well. Uh, but they didn't, they didn't do that with, uh, I don't feel like they did that with audiences here. No, not at all. And then no. we also have the two uh, collector yeah. characters who I yeah. feel like if they carry through, like if we end up forming a new team, mm-hmm. that's the two of them. They could be grace and yeah. somebody else, Benji mm-hmm. or something like that. Somebody else carries through. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably we could, we could go for a, yeah. At, at this point, I feel like Ving Rams has got to be like, yeah, it's a paycheck, but like, I don't want to sit there and have to explain everything to everybody. <laughs> right. Um, Again, please stop making me the exposition character. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I could very well see where we finish Dead Reckoning Part 2 and we have kind of a passing of the torch and they see where they go from that. And then yeah. maybe Cruz is not, maybe he is like the, the mentor. Maybe he's the d- new director. He's not having to do the stunts. Yeah. And he's more in a production side of things where he can sit back, call the shots and then yeah. make his appearances, say his lines, whatever. And it's the young bucks carrying yeah. the, the mantle, right? Not yeah. sure how I would feel about that, but See, I don't know I don't how, how he'd feel about, about that either. either. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, well, it would also he lead wants you control. It would also yeah. lead you to a great moment or two where he could be like, "Let me show y'all how it's done." Yeah, and then he steps into the field. You know, like yeah. there yeah. are possibilities there that I think could work. I don't know. That's something they yeah. would do, and this mm-hmm. is beyond just part two. This is yeah, well, this, this is, is just whatever. pure yeah. speculation. Where, yeah. yeah, and I was gonna yeah. say just to wrap this thought up and then move on to entertainment is like, I think the other problem is like, yes, you've set up the, the, you know, groundwork for like a new generation, mm-hmm. but are any of these people do as crazy care? as Tom or Cruise do to do their care? own stunts? Do they want, well, I right. mean, we saw it with Haley. Yeah. Yeah. But like she's dipped her foot into the, right. yeah, the yeah, yeah. she's yeah. not hanging Tom, off Tom side Cruise, of planes. Yeah. Tom Cruise was next to her yeah. the whole time. Like, I guarantee <laughs> right. he was there the whole time basically. So, but also, you don't know, like, for, for Cruz, he puts so much of himself into these projects. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know that these people, you know, for, for all we know, Haley Atwell said, that's a nice paycheck. And that was that was the extent of her, you know, she pulling the Harrison Ford. I'm going to hang off uh, the Burj Khalifa, guys. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, okay, so. Entertainment. Moving in, enter, yeah. into entertainment. Andrew, were you entertained? Absolutely. Steven, were you entertained? For the most part. Wow. I was very entertained. <laughs> All right. Well, so let's 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 get some positives. Speak on that. Get yeah. some positives in here. So again, not to repeat myself too much. I love the action. I love the characters. I love mm-hmm. the performances, and I love the especially a lot of the one-on-one dynamics we get with Ethan. I like Isai Morales as a bad guy. Oh yeah. I like even though the plot to me struggles around the it's the, a little convoluted the it, i can forgive that more than i can forgive fridging elsa's character yeah yeah um that to me was a low point but it still works like mm-hmm. it on a functional level there were no like massive plot holes the only one i had was why did she still go across the, why did grace still go across yeah. the bridge he has a yeah. knife yeah. Yeah. Leaf. like that's you know? it just well jump in the water and swim okay, i don't know no, like no, pick no, a hold yeah. on Okay. Did he have? Okay, I'm going to back this way up. I'm holding. Did he have a knife at the start of that encounter, or was it purely 
he it was took the one the knife she brought to the. She, it's the one she brought. Yeah, she so, brought the so knife. So there could to be an argument fight. there of she thought that she would. Have she the thought upper she hand. had the upper hand. Yeah, could be. Yeah, maybe she's like. But I still don't know. That I'm not I would, a fighter, but I, I know how to handle a knife. Yeah, I'd just be like, you know, this dude's a zealot, and so, like, <laughs> uh, actually, this will. Um, I know I praised the choreography earlier, mm-hmm. yeah. but this also bothered me where she pulls out the second switchblade and she, and she the pauses and then does it. Don't do that. That's a movie thing, though. Yeah, it's such a movie. You know what you do? You do that just like. Gabriel did to Paris where he never sees the stupid thing. Yeah. Don't like, yeah. like and like you're a sleight of hand master. Yeah. All you have to do is just like point your finger and there's a knife in his throat. How? Yeah. He doesn't know. It just got there. You know? <laughs> he like, don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So that was, that was uh, one of the things. So small problem. Yeah. yeah. Entertainment for me. I think that the, um, um, oh my gosh. The what? I had it. Okay. The entity. Um, no, the, the overarching um, plot. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making a... Um, the steeple? This I'm is making, like, making this, a steeple. You're doing like a huddle up somewhere yeah, right now. The, yeah, I don't um, know where we're going here. Uh, Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell's... Chemistry. 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 There he goes. Yeah. Starts with a C. Wait, <laughs> a class you take in high school. What is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought their on-screen chemistry, particularly in the car chase, was just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Well, their, their initial introduction to each other and kind of the interplay It was really good because you get a little bit she, of sexual tension. Well, he steals the key. She gets the... the uh, lighter and the lighter keeps showing up. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was that was well laid out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they did a really good job of building that really quick and early relationship with them mm-hmm. to where they do have a little bit of a good dynamic, mm-hmm. something that you would normally expect out of characters that have been in films together like a as characters yeah. for a while. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job of basically jump starting that into something really interesting and and pretty emotional, like towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it and you actually, again, compared to like him and Ilsa's character development from the previous two movies, mm-hmm. I feel like you have more there with him and Grace already. Yeah. That makes it unfortunate when Ilsa dies because yeah. it's it's all the more cheapened by the fact of like, man, if y'all could have just done this done in like Rogue this. Nation, yeah. mm-hmm. then we'd go into Fallout with a lot more when yeah. she shows up, you know? So I think, and again, Maybe one version of Rogue Nation back in the day had more of that, but yeah. because they were laying the yeah. track down too in front of the train, it was or, just too yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now that we've got some positive out of the way, Stephen, what what was it that you didn't find entertaining? So okay, so overall the film was entertaining. Yeah. Right? Am I gonna rewatch it? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Uh, probably one they announced part two, then I'll be like, all right, we're gonna put part one back on. We gotta yeah. watch this again. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so my biggest complaint, entertainment wise, was it felt very tropey. Right. Mm. We kick it off with, oh, no, he's disavowed again. How many times can we start a movie with him being specifically seven times? Like, (laughs) apparently at this point, the IMF is not the IMF. It's Ethan Hunt and pals. And then a director <laughs> right. who disavows them at the drop of a hat. Well, and that's the thing that, like, they, they've never really given a very clear, concise of answer. How large like, it is. How, how big, big is the organization? Is it? Yeah. And that's intentional, I'm sure. We're I'm not pretty sure the know. largest it was was Mission Impossible 3. It was, yeah, it felt like a yeah. big, it like felt they like had, they had like meetings. recruits. Are you, are you throwing a title at me, son? Or whatever the <laughs> yeah. line was. Oh, that was such a good line. That was a good I, I oh. do love the, uh, whenever they're explaining the IMF to um, <laughs> Carrie Ellis. Carrie Ellis. Call a guy. Yeah. <laughs> he'll just choose to accept if he wants it. They're like pretty more or yeah, less. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> One, that was hilarious. That Two, was great. That's the second or third time they've made fun of the fact that it's called Impossible Mission Force, yeah. which doesn't really get old to me. It's still funny. And I like how while that was happening, 
like it's really good filmmaking, right? Where they show us the case as mm-hmm. it's going through security and everything, and you don't really know who that person is bringing it in. So you're like, this is the bad guy. Yeah. And then like, Kittredge is clearly betraying them mm-hmm. here because he gave him the mask, and then it's Cruz. Yeah. Or Hunt, yeah. and it's like. Oh, okay. Like that's really that was good. A good that was a good turn. I, yeah. I thought that was Isai Morales' character, one hundred percent. Yeah, I was I totally too. prepared for that to be well, an agent yeah. of chaos. I loved right? his little gas mask that he had. Also, oh, that's yeah. a very that really. It's like it does exactly what it needs. It goes in your mouth. It blocks your, nose, your up, nose, and, that's and the gas disperses in just a thirty seconds, and, and then yep. you don't need it. And it goes in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so. My but big, no, I, I can agree. It was a little tropey. Like I'm getting, I'm yeah. getting tired. Like I've, I know if we go back to Mission Rewatchable, I've complained about it there. Well, I was gonna say, I'm, I think throughout the series, we've seen some tropey stuff in in several yeah. of the movies, and sometimes so, that works, right? Like it, yeah. it's just what like the joking about how it works and what it's called with someone who has to be explained to it new. That's a trope, and it's still funny. Yeah, it's yeah. just the whole like he's been just dis- like at one point, I want to see him actually have some resources. I mean, he had pretty decent. Or I want to see a director. Well, but see, the thing is, for being disavowed, he whips out his phones like, "There's a safe car. There's a safe house. I can go here. We're we're oh, flying yeah. here. We're making masks." <laughs> like, are you actually disavowed or like? They're, do you they're so used to being off the grid. They've got so many well, safe houses. Well, they, do yeah. they do that in which film is it where he has the the houseboat? Oh yeah, and like it's like. So is this the same? I was like, well, this is kind of like my own personal stash. I've got right. about 40 of these around the world because you just never know. Tomorrow, I could be disavowed. I need right. masks, you know? I would love it if like the director comes out and he's like, he's avowed. I stand by my man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I was a little disappointed we didn't carry through, and I'm going to blank on her name, mm-hmm. the CIA director from Fall. Oh, uh, Angel, oh, yeah. Angel, Angel Bassett. There's, there's a her photo, pictures yeah, on the wall. Photo of her on yeah. the wall, and that's it. I was a little disappointed. I would have liked to have seen Angela Bassett here. Yeah, yeah. Probably um, there's not enough room for her in the plot well, when you have point, Kittredge yeah, you in there. Have, and mm-hmm. you got uh, Denlinger. Yeah, Dernlinger. 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 Terry Ellis. It's so bad. So bad. So, uh, oh, sorry, I was going to. No, I was going to ask a question that's going to lead to discussion. Go for it. Okay. So now that we have seen seven Mission Impossible films, what do you think is the best stunt? The best singular stunt. The most exciting. The most exciting. Or or like, like, and you have to to take into account plot relevance. Yeah, like how how important is this to the plot kind of thing? Mm. I know what mine is. You're going to say the Burj Khalifa. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think it's I'm, the, I'm the helicopter in, in Fallout. Fallout. He does the actual yeah. uh, the spin down. Spin down. What's it called? There's, there's a name for it when you the like corkscrew. Cor- you do something. something but it, yeah. It yeah. stalls the engine and, mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise really did that. Yeah. That for oh, me is the one where it's oh, like. Oh, oh, oh. it's. Um, oh, don't gosh. say oh, oh if you don't know what it is. <laughs> no. It's, it's, like, it's basically don't leave where, us where you, you utilize the fact that the blades are a wing. Right. So without yeah. power, it can still yeah. bring you it down. Can it's, still, like, it's a controlled yeah. fall, but I can't. There's yeah. a term for there's it. There's a name for it. Yeah. Uh, but that, that to me is the one where I was like, that's the closest he's probably come to death. <laughs> like, this guy did this. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. What about you? Burj Khalifa. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I, I think just just in the, 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 the window of the film. Yeah, well, the lens well, of the film or whatever. It's like a double it, heist happening on multiple levels with crews strapped to the outside of a building. The gloves not working. Yeah. yeah. The like, time, you got to hurry up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and the visuals of it. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah. What so I, I struggle with this because I do feel like the Burj Khalifa is the best plot relevant it is. stunt. 
But uh, strapping yourself to the side of the plane is definitely the biggest step. 5,000 feet in the air, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that is, you're going so fast that any object that strikes you could kill you. It's just a bullet. Yeah. yeah. So, like, to me, that is certainly the riskiest stunt I feel like they've done. So, uh, apparently, this base jump was the riskiest it's, one that he's it, done. There's a ton of risk down. in it because, like, if he ramps that motorcycle off and goes over the parachute and there's a gust that pushes him back, he just dies. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things, like, again, like you know, he like, gets caught up uh, in uh, with the yeah, motorcycle. His, he his just pant leg snags something on the motorcycle. You just die so like i think in that respect of hey like it's there's a lot less control over the stunt Mm -hmm. it is like i actually really wanted to see him break out a a wingsuit squirrel suit i was really hoping for that that's what he was gonna have when as like the The not the not the speed wing but the i thought that's what they had given him and i thought that was the solution where he's like i can't calculate this trajectory and then he goes he ramps it does the squirrel suit to catch to make the dive and then pops the parachute as a yeah. last second break to slow down and then it's the reality of he's killed all his escape measures mm-hmm. how do you get out of here right. I thought that's where we were going to go and I thought it was not too. how yeah. it worked I thought I don't know maybe he's probably not. doing the wingsuit and having and doing the parachute at the same time was probably a little bit too well, risky but they don't show him open the parachute yeah real like like you see him go off and then he comes through the window basically mm-hmm. so like they kind of cut that part out i mean he obviously parachuted to get from that situation yeah right. right. yeah uh <laughs> could have been two takes may, or something well, it also like may that. be as simple as like crew yeah, has crew spent a lot of time doing things sure has he spent enough time skydiving to be wingsuit like to to do that probably not maybe not i don't yeah. know you know right. like he's done yeah. everything else but like well, you've done all, you put all this time with these other yeah. stunt driving and halo drumps yeah. and everything else <laughs> uh so my last complaint, yeah. right, was kind of the the anime harem thing. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's it's almost like I know this is kind of the American Bond, but it's almost a little too much of a Bond thing now where it's just like every woman around him falls for him. But it's not just women. It's Alec Baldwin. It's everyone it's, falls for him. Basically, you come around Baldwin. to realize that he is a good guy, yeah. I think, is he, the trope. He is yeah. a good guy. And, like, we see that with, like, so, like, Paris's turn feels more earned than, like, the white widow's turn whereas right. the white widow is more of no they just had big sexual tension for the bit ba- ba- yeah. for whatever Two reason films. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm just paid i'm just paid to be here yeah and also you're hot i'm hot <laughs> and also but i mean that's like for the most part mm-hmm. was it interesting yeah yeah i'll watch okay. it again yeah yeah no, none of your complaints register on my radar that's fine. They I'll were, just end it with that. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Overruled. Ryan's like, I don't care about your objections. I don't. Give me a Tom Cruise harem movie with plot holes. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've talked enough about this movie. Let's talk about our Patreon. Yeah. Oh because it's a really good deal. Just $1 a month, yeah. you get access to all of our bonus content, bonus episodes, commentaries, Patreon picks, polls, all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we have, you know, to kind of link into our AI theme here, <laughs> mm-hmm. we have what I think is a very good episode. Ridiculous is Chad, a better word. Chad That's GPT a better word. took control and dictated to us what the movie titles were going to be, and we tried to make it work. Yes, yep. we, we had to fill With in the blanks. Varying levels of success. Some and you can good. hear the preview of that right now. Yes, the on first the main 15 feed. minutes of it. Check that out. If you like it, throw down that dollar. Listen to the rest of it. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. And you get access to all the previous episodes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if, uh, if $1 is uh, too much or you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. We, you can also support the show by. 
giving us, us reviews. Review. Yeah. Yeah. And like rating us, us on Spotify. Yeah, like us on iTunes. your favorite podcast. You, yeah. You don't necessarily, if you don't have time to write something, cool. Just push five stars, hit submit, done. Honestly, the yeah. best thing, though, is just sharing us around. Yeah. Send us to your friends, your cats, dogs, horses. I don't know. Your mom, yeah. your grandparents, yeah. wherever. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Anyone mom. you can share. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> all right. That sounds like about all the time we have. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. Thank you.